Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Football on the Know. I'm Jim McFeed. Alongside me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Odos? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the Know show. Ready to go. Uh, hey, listen. What we can, what we do know about this past week is that it is very unpredictable. And going forward, it's going to stay unpredictable because mm-hmm. what just happened? The Detroit Lions get their first win. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they Absolutely. overcome the Minnesota Vikings. That mm-hmm. is insane. What? Yeah. I know, right, Little? After all Little the John. times that they had so many close ones, you know, and, and this was the week they ended up uh, pulling it out <laughs> and getting the win, you know. Exactly. And it was right into the last play, basically, of the game here, yes. too. They right, down, it right there. Yep, boom. Yep, right yeah, at the definitely. end. Energizing exactly. everybody else. Oh, my goodness. Listen, if, and if it's harder and harder these weeks to pick these, man. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tough. Listen, if you're new to the show, and you like football, and you, you're down with it, listen, we're, we're like your, your therapist for you, yes. for all your all the hurt that you may be no, going through, or maybe you're, you're on top of the mountain right now, mm-hmm. and you're like, we're, we're making the playoffs, baby. We're here for you as well. Listen, if you love the show, if you love to talk about football, we're an interactive, probably the best interactive show you'll ever see. Uh, go ahead over to Facebook or YouTube. You can search us up on Football on the No Show. You can hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Also, the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. You can also uh, search us up on Twitter, at FB underscore no. Hit us up. Give us your comments. Drop them down below. Give us all your comments, your questions, anything. Could be fantasy football related. Could be team related. Could be player related. Could be anything at all, as long as it's the NFL. That's what we're down with. And, not to, and speaking of down with, uh, also, this Friday night, if you're local and from the Capital District area in upstate New York, come on, swing on by Hooters right now. We're going to have our first, uh, first ever Godzilla Media Christmas party. Uh, if you, if, listen, just you stop by, say hello, get a drink, get some wings, do whatever you got to do. But we're going to have a hell of a time this Friday night from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, uh, this, this Friday, December 10th. Godzilla Media is partnering with D. Crescenti, Heineken, and Hooters uh, for, for like a big-time celebration. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a trio that just goes together. It works. Um, like I said before, 5 to 7 p.m. at Hooters is where it's going to be uh, off of Wolf Road. If you bring any unwrapped Christmas gift, the, the staff from Heineken will mm-hmm. wrap your gift for you, free of charge, no problems. Uh, plus, if you bring any unwrapped kids' gift uh, to the event, you will have a chance to win $150. That's it. $150 thanks to D. Crescenti. Join Godzilla Media's first ever Christmas party to celebrate the holidays. Enjoy delicious Heineken. Uh, and, and to share gifts this Friday, December 10th at Hooters. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do Heineken. Like, Is there such thing as a Heineken draft? Can, do they do Heineken drafts? I don't know. I haven't really seen them that often I, out there. I, mean, I know they have the beers, and a lot of people eat, drink the Heinekens with the lime or whatever, so they Trying to kill the skunkiness of the <laughs> yeah, green yeah. bottle and all that junk stuff. I don't. Know, I like to go exactly. legit, just straight up. I don't like to grab all the limes and all that other crap and put them in my beers. I don't like a fruit in my beer. I just drink the beer. You know that's the way it goes. So I'm gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, bring a toy, you guys. And then you can get a chance Definitely. to win $150. Definitely. And then that runner up even gets $100 in Hooters like food and stuff like that. So that's a good thing. So yes, yeah, yes. thanks. Thanks a lot for joining us here tonight. We're super psyched. Um, last week again was crazy. A, a, a bunch of. Uh, 
uh, different upsets here and there. Another whirlwind um, week. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, so one of the things, though, I think uh, – that was was surprising again. It has to be, I guess, the Detroit Detroit game there too. But sure. but what happened with even uh, the Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, mm. again, that game, uh, the Chargers they needed that game to come back and, and win, but to come back and win like forty something to twenty, I mean, it was just ridiculous. You know, what they did, they put on a shelling after uh, they've been kind of slipping uh, in the last couple of weeks here. Most of that's attributed to the fact that Joe Burrow got hurt. You know, he really injured his, his, I believe it was his pinky, his throwing end, and he just couldn't really grip the ball. It was, it was uh, flying out. That's why it led to that, that, that drive, that last drive that they had where they were going to come back and either tie it or go ahead with that, that drive before he threw that interception. That's really what affected him. And because of that interception, that went for six, and, then all, and right there that momentum shifted, and they couldn't quite get back because Burrow's hand was injured. They didn't have their quarterback. And, uh, you know, and it kind of went off the rails there, you know. Mm -hmm. So once you lose your starting quarterback, it's 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 almost next to impossible to be the same uh, style offense that that you were earlier in the year. So um, Cincinnati, unfortunately, uh, fell to the Chargers this past week. But due to, uh, you know, not really having a starting quarterback, being able to carry that that team, they really had no leadership there. They really didn't have an answer uh, for the rest of that game. And that's why the Chargers easily pulled away. Um, after that crucial uh, turnover. All right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, uh, when you look at at it too, uh, another story I think for for the for the NFL that's been kind of big too is if you look at the uh, Washington football team and and the Raiders there. That game, kind of the Raiders let that game just slip right away from them, and now uh Heineke's legend is is growing stronger and stronger by the week Joe he's just taking out these quarterbacks you know uh, one by one and, and and now Washington is like making a a strong push through to get further up into this uh division at least uh but getting some nice uh, key wins against some uh, uh nice teams so what I'll say about Washington is they're they're more hyped than they are actual product on the football field uh Heineke by no means stole that game away or anything that game was a very low-scoring game. For the most part, for most of that game, it was single-digit scoring, you know, until the very end. I mean, th this game was close all the way through. And I'll say this, the referees are getting worse and worse every single week. It seems like game to game, depending on whatever game it is you're watching, it looks like referees are kind of teetering, you know, the seesaw, you know, in, in terms of level play. And it's, it's almost like one-sided for one team or another any given week, any given game. It's getting absolutely out of hand where the referees are, are, are throwing penalties in crucial situations, whether it be, you know, whether it be for or against your team, it's almost like they are trying to skew game, certain games a certain direction to, for for a, a different outcome. So uh, that game was like the Vegas and Washington game. That was kind of crazy how there was a lot of penalties again uh, this week up and down the board, and that game was no different. Uh, listen, the other thing, too, is for the Raiders, they don't have a, a coaching staff that's stepping up. They don't have a head coach. They got an offensive coordinator who's very conservative, who's not being aggressive. And, the, and that team is, is faltering for that reason. Washington, what I noticed from Washington is that they're a very careful type of offense. Uh, listen, the, the, the bottom line for, for that game was for the Raiders, you had to stop the run, which they couldn't do. 
And for the Washington, uh, you know, football team, they went in there and they ran the ball and the Raiders didn't have an answer. It's that simple. Other than that, I mean, you had games like, hey, Gardner Minshew started for the Eagles this past week mm-hmm. and he gets a win. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Gardner Minshew should be our starter, you know, over Jalen Hurts, which I think is kind of a little, you know, a little too, too aggressive there. I mean, Jalen Hurts has done a, a pretty darn good job uh, for the Eagles and keeping them in the hunt. And, uh, you know, he had, he had a little bit of an injury. He's going to come back, and, and that's going to be your starter. Listen, by, Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. I think it's a great move that they, they got him in there on, on a trade before the trade deadline because they needed insurance in case Hurts did get hurt, and they have it there. So that, that's a good thing for them. Mm-hmm, Real quick, who's, uh, who's on the line? Mike Tackett? Go ahead. Mike Tackett's in the house with us tonight, and uh, uh, Brandon's in the house with us tonight too as well. Yeah, Brandon says, uh, hello, good people. Hello, Brandon. Hello, hello. What's going on? Uh, Mike Tackett says, happy, happy hump day, y'all. He said, last week yours truly went 8-6, and six, making my total 119 wins and 73 losses on the year. Mm-hmm. Did he miss? What, how many losses did he have? 73. 73. Uh, where are we at? I know. I know so, it makes me think that he missed a week or something He like also that, said, but. fun fact, Derrick Henry mm-hmm. hasn't played since week eight and is still... And is still third in the league in rushing. rushing. That is what? funny. <laughs> that, that is funny. That is great. And I think I just That's saw something stuff. about you know the Titans like looking to trying to the, the the picture and maybe trying to get Julio Jones back and and uh, right. Derrick Henry too as well to make a push uh, for the playoffs here. Another right know-it-all just it, chimed in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom Leiter's Tom in the house Leiter. with us tonight up, too Tom? as well. Uh, he says if quarterbacks like Rodgers, Brady, and Wilson get hurt. Ticket sales go down on even away games. Flags will fly protecting them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just that's that's yep. the thing with these guys. Uh, Joe and I were talking about this. Uh, by the way, you guys, uh, we, we're going to talk about the playoff picture a little bit here and there. We're going to cover, cover just about a, a bunch of teams. So if you guys want to bring up any topics too out there, go ahead, bring them, Anything. bring them at us here too, Tom. Yeah, all you guys. Uh, so uh, we were talking about this before, like uh, mm-hmm. the way this particular off uh, season could look it could get really crazy like we're we're already excited uh for what's can happen after this season before you know before even the super bowl gets no here doubt. uh because <laughs> the, the the quarterback carousel what's going on yep. uh that yep. debacle that there is in, in seattle but you know free they agency. were able to pull out a victory still last week you know out of that whole mess um the free agency that's going to go on the the trading i mean you could see all these key quarterbacks like the three that you had named one might retire here so what's going to happen with some of the free agents that are going on with Tampa Bay or some of them going to leave mm-hmm. if Tom Brady will no longer be there or they're going to lock themselves in and then Tom Brady will possibly eventually uh, retire, retire or something yeah. like that after a year or so then they're stuck there trying to rebuild possibly and then Wilson is he absolutely done here are they going to choose uh their coaching uh, you know or are they in Pete Carroll or are they going to you know stick with Wilson and say we'll get you a new coach new GM whatever it takes to keep you here uh so that's an interesting story and There's then a lot Green of Bay them. again is it is it completely done the the door's completely locked uh you know is and is Adams going to go with him too wherever he might go you know you know is that going to work out that way or is he going to go fish out somewhere else and get a big deal with a different uh team on his own that's what so, the expectancy is a lot Every, of different things everybody's expecting Rodgers to to move on and go to a different team, which could could happen. But also, as far as Devontae Adams goes, he's uh, this is his last year on his contract. However, they could still tag him to keep him there. And 
the interesting debate now is for Green Bay. Like, what decision do they make? Devontae Adams isn't young anymore. He's 30 years old, I think, right now. He's going to be 31 next year. Uh, and and do you want to invest, say, I don't, I don't know what the end number is going to be right just yet, but f- say $14 million to tag him, right, for one year. It's like basically a one-year rental for his services. You know he's going to eventually leave because you don't have a quarterback there. Mm-hmm. If you tag him, he's 30, he's at the end of his, towards the end of his career, you want to give him a lump sum of money for one season just to hold on to him, even though you don't have a quarterback ready to throw to him. And you're going to have a disgruntled receiver return to Green Bay, say, well, you don't have a quarterback. I, what am I doing here? Uh, you know, and he's at the end of his end, end of his is NFL lifespan. Mm-hmm. So what what what's going to, you know, be involved with that situation? Do they tag him? Do they not tag him? And then maybe use that money for a free agent, you know, maybe like a Chris Godwin or something if he's available or something like that. So there's a lot of things that are in play this this um upcoming offseason, which is going to be really exciting because you got a lot of quarterbacks that could go to different teams. You got uh, like Jim was just saying, Russell Wilson could demand a trade and want to get out of Seattle. You have uh, Deshaun Watson, who a lot of people kind of they haven't even talked about it because he's still going through that that court issue of his. But when next offseason, he's going to be dealt. Mm-hmm. We just don't know where it's going to happen. He's not going to return to Houston. So that's another storyline to to keep an eye on. So I mean, besides free agency and what free agents could be available and trades and all that what have you it's going to be a really exciting offseason but before we get there we have to go through the rest of the season mm-hmm. we have to get to the playoffs to to and and by the end crown a new champion yeah absolutely and and speaking of crown new champions i mean let's talk about uh the the playoff picture like we're, we're getting here well what before we get to that tom lighter we're, we're all about our 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 followers out there first right. so tom lighter chimes in here he says off topic kenny pickett of pitt did a fake slide against Wake Forest. All right, great. I'm glad we're bringing this up because yes, yes. Joe and I have not talked yeah. about this yet, yeah, yeah. by the way. Right. So what you're getting now yep. is our honest opinions, mm-hmm. raw, cut, fresh right now. Uncut. All right, here we go. Not cut. All right, yeah. All right, so here we go. Fake slide against Wake Forest. Two defensive mm-hmm. players gave up on the play. Right. New rule or no? Joe, why don't you go first? Here's what, here's what I'll say. First of all, it's not off topic. It's football. Tom, mm-hmm. we're all here to talk about football no matter what. But this in particular play, I remember seeing this play happen, and I think it, I think it should be a new rule. I, I don't think you should be allowed to fake a slide and then advance further. Uh, because, listen, this whole time everybody's being asked to protect the quarterbacks. They, they shouldn't be taking unnecessary hits. They should be sliding, and then they don't they don't get touched. But now you throw in the quarterback who's going to be slick enough to say, oh, I'm going to fake a slide, then pop up and, and take off and running. That's not cool because you've already handcuffed the defensive players enough, I think. I, I think you went overboard on that situation. Mm-hmm. But now you're asking them to, oh, not only do you have to be careful if you hit him, now you got to watch for him to fake a slide before you can tackle him. And stop all momentum. So I, I, just, I think, yes, there should be a rule. It, it should not be allowed. It is not okay to do that. And it's in, and another example, too, this is something that the NFL, in the NFL ranks, this happens a lot. I don't know how much it happens in college. I haven't really seen it that much. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, a lot of these mobile quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson even at times, if they, are at, they escape the pocket 
and they're ru- and they're running towards the sideline. Now all of a sudden they decide to cut up the field and go up the sideline. They see a defender coming full board, going to pop him right out of, the, out of bounds. But before they get there, they just take that quick step out of bounds. And then, and then with all that momentum, they can't hold up. They either push him or hit him. And now it's a flag. That, to me, is also a, an issue. I think that the quarterbacks, if they want to turn up field and become a running back, if you take that last second step out of bounds and you get hit, it, it, hey, oh well. That, that, that should be part of it because if they don't hit you or don't shove you out, you can keep running up the sideline. It's a, it's, it's a fine line there where they just, oh, well, my foot's out. Where's the penalty? Where's the pen-? You know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's another issue I have uh, with, with the NFL. But, yes, I do believe in, you know, in college, even in the NFL, because if that starts to happen now in the NFL – this is opening up a whole bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to uh, answer this, and I think that it should not be a new rule. I think you're allowed to do that type of play. If you want to fake a slide, it's just as like a juke move. You're faking to go left. You're faking to go right. You could be faking to go out of bounds, like you said. You know, you want to go out of bounds, but then you didn't exactly go out. If you want to decide to stay in, you stay in. And he kind of made a move like he was going to, like a, if they call it even like in flag, you can do like a dip so you can't catch capture a flag. It was sort of like a dip like he was going to slide, but he kept moving. If you give up on a play, that's you, you know, and if you don't. But, the, but on it, the contrary it's not like to they that. were going to go and go and try and go. Full, it doesn't mean but you need to go co- full board on the and contrary try and hit. to that. What? On the contrary I, to I that, you if you're going to go time? down and dip and you get hit yeah. and they say, oh, well, he was going down the slide, so that's a penalty. How is that okay? Because if he really wasn't going down, he just dipped. Well, and that's whether see, he and, did or not. And they're seeing it as a slide because they're being the you quarterbacks can see are things being as however you want to see it. The quarterbacks are being asked to be protected all the time. Yeah. So now you're saying it's okay to fake going out of bounds or fake sliding and keep going. You see it. You're already yeah. you're already handcuffing the defenders right now as it is to not hit them if as soon as they go down. Now you're saying that's okay if they fake going down and then continue? Brandon says you dip, I'm laying you out. And then Tom says play to the whistle. So this is what I'm saying, though, too. Because you saw it even – you want to bring up the Chiefs game. He looked like he was going to possibly go out of bounds and kind of slow down. And the defender, I think it was Patrick Sertan, kind of gave up and let him score the – he just went and, boom, scored the touchdown. Yeah. You could have just popped him right there. Why didn't he? I have no idea why. He wasn't like he was going to go out of bounds at the one-yard line. He's going to go for the, for the touchdown. You hit him, and I don't think you would have got a flag for that. And if you did, then then it is bullshit. But I'm saying if you want to take certain things like that, moves out of the way, then you've got to look at everything. I mean, a play-action pass is a fake run. So you want to call and say there's no more play-action passes because you're faking a run? No. People do a fake spike, and then they throw it. You want to take that out of the game? There's a rule you can't do a fake spike anymore because they expect you to spike it. That's a play. Now you threw it. That's not fair. That's a play. But just like it moved, though, if you want to fake slide, you can fake slide if you want. It's another move to dodge a defender. But that's the guessing. reason. That is the reason why you can't you can't allow the, the fake slide, if you will, because you're already asking these defenders to hold up. As soon as you see that quarterback go down the slide, you're asked to either jump over him, not make any contact, and that's it. So as soon as the guy fakes it, the defenders, of course, going to lay up or jump over him or whatever, thinking that he's going mm-hmm. to slide, mm-hmm. and then and in turn, if he just kind of pops back up off of his off of his ankle or something and continues to run, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's uh, ridiculous. You yeah, can't, you but can't I mean, ask but him even if to you think, not if hit you them, think, but yeah, well, maybe it'll it'll caution even um, 
players to even try and wrap up and tackle instead of go and pop a guy that's coming uh, that's a quarterback and try popping and that's actually make a real of tackle. It. Part so of it is trying to, to slide. It. If you go to make a real tackle when it's slide, you're not going to go helmet to helmet or even blast them. You're not supposed to go helmet to helmet regardless. You're supposed to go shoulder. Well, it's what you're but saying. You, say you want to protect the quarterback. So why can he, he he shouldn't be able to fake a slide because they're giving up on it because they don't want to get that penalty, right. that type of hit on him. But if they're trying to wrap up and tackle him anyways, they're not going to get that. You've seen a bunch of times when guys do slide and they get hit as they're going you, down, there is not a flag. If it's you when make you're any drilling contact him. and he's in the in the position of sliding, they will throw the flag. Not I've a, seen not it 100%. numerous times. No. Absolutely. Not always. No. I've even seen less. I saw it even too last I've seen week it there less, bro. I've, see, I've seen a guy just kind of like I disagree. lay on him. Like, not even really hit him. He just kind of, like, lost his bounce a little bit, laid on him. They still threw the flag. So you can't you can't go back and forth and say, oh, well, if he fake slides, you know, and, and you pop him, that's going to be a penalty. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I disagree. There, there might be a penalty. Him uh, to do, like Tom Leiter says, they might change him. it. They might change the rule and, uh, you know. Uh, you I can't think ask to protect him and then uh, and then say no, and they, no, we're not going to protect him. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's just going to be another penalty. Ridiculous. Uh, and these referees uh, wait, can't wait. even decipher what a penalty is anyway. All right, <laughs> it's, done. it's done. Ed. Tom says no fighting. All right, we're not going to fight anymore. We're just going to agree to disagree. Uh, but one thing maybe we can all agree on is maybe there should be more penalties on what's going on on the field than taunting penalties. How about that? Throw out the taunting penalties and actually some things that are actually physically hurting other players out there and causing injuries. Uh, Kenyon Drake was out there and he had that roll that yeah. rolled ankle and when he was talking yep. about players rolling over and tackling yeah. and doing that to their legs. I think there potentially could be maybe a penalty that, but then that is ticky tacky because no. they don't mean to. A lot of them don't mean to. Your fault. People fall on top of each other. I all mean, the time. it happens. There's a play happening behind an offensive lineman, and he gets pushed into and hit from behind and rolled up on. So I mean, that's tough. So I don't even really see that could potentially be another rule that's going to change either because it's t- tough to judge. No, you can't but, judge it. But um. That's going to happen, yeah, yeah. too. I don't know. I, mean, I, I think with, I thought it was a great play. With ta- I'm watching Kenny Pickett. I thought that was a great play. With tackling, so. with, with tackling that kind of stuff's going to happen. Guys get, you know, twisted around. You're supposed to bring the guy down any means necessary without, like, you know, poking his eye out or something or, or pulling on his helmet or a horse collar or something like that. But by any means necessary to drag him down. And if you if you happen to be dragging his upper body down, but then you le- you're leaning back and you happen to sit on his foot, and sprain his ankle or whatever, mm. that's it's part of it. You, it's too hard to to d- decipher. Oh, was what, that intentional? His in, yeah, his intent. Come on. the in, intent. I, I watched that. Even I watched that tackle, and I was like, "Well, he just yeah. got he got injured." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you there. So, uh, Tom, way to get us amped up. You know how to do it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Kenyon Drake, tough enough. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So uh, yeah, thanks thanks a lot everybody for joining us here tonight. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, we were just about to get into talking about uh, the playoff picture. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about this, but a, a lot of the teams have uh, flipped and flopped and mixed over. And last time we talked, the Patriots were in the seventh seed. Now they're right up there in the first seed. And let's talk about that Monday night football game to where it was between the Bills and the, and the Patriots. And the Bills really needed to pull out that victory because the rest of their schedule gets really tough. They got the Buccaneers mm. this week <laughs> and the Patriots are on a bye and they're riding high. And um, Buffalo, they just cannot really get it together, it seems like, on offense at all. I mean, that game was a different 
game altogether because with the the crazy wins that were happening, whether you were going if you were going against the wind, it looked like Josh Allen obviously he had the the rifle, you know, to to try to like go against the wind and, and make some plays happen. But for the most part, I mean, that was it was a sloppy game from Buffalo's offense. Uh, we didn't see too many, you know, big gains or too many, too many like long drives to, to capitalize at the end. It was a very, very, um, very rough game for both teams, I'll say. But the one team that got the better of them was the team that could run the ball the best. And we saw the Patriots run all over the Buffalo Bills. And what was confusing to me is I'm watching that game. What exactly was Buffalo doing in terms of like making adjustments? Because all, like you saw, time nothing and, did it make any t- time and time again. Buffalo just or uh, the Patriots kept running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Okay, well if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm like, all right, they're gonna try to run the ball down our throat. Okay, fine. You know what I'm doing? I'm loading the box up and I'm trying to stuff their run. I'm gonna play man to man on the outside. I have the personnel to do that, and and still be confident on who's gonna who's gonna come away the winner on that. So. Let's let's play it. Put everybody as many as we can up in the box. Stop the run game. Let's force Mac Jones to throw the football in in these weather conditions. Right? Nope. Right, right. They didn't really do that too much. They did it at times, but not enough. Uh, so uh, you know, and, and then the Patriots were just smarter. I mean, Bill Belichick had his team ready with with the weather conditions the way they were, and he just got the better of the Buffalo Bills. He, he was able to run the ball literally all game. Mac Jones only went two for three. He had three attempts. Two for three. How about three, that, right? Three passing attempts for 19 yards. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Mm-hmm. That is absolutely crazy to me. I I cannot remember. Mind-blowing. I cannot remember for the life of me a game like that where one team just ran the ball all game. Mm-hmm. It was like high school football all over again. Mm-hmm. Just run the ball. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. Um, it, it, You watch it and you're just kind of like, it's a run play. It's a run play. And they're like, they keep running. It's and it's like, they keep getting more yards. Like, yeah. So we're like, hey, guys, it's working. Let's just they, do it again until they can stop us. And they just couldn't. And it's kept doing it. And like you said, you're, walk, you're looking for the adjustments here. If we're watching it and seeing it, and again, and even the announcers are, are calling it out. I mean, Brian Greasy is even calling it out there again. Come on. That guy's guys. blind, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And he's telling you, listen, it's basic math out here. It's basic math. He's saying, you, I've got nine guys up here on the line on it, and you're bringing seven. We're going to win on this one. You've got two safeties that are just chilling back there waiting for something, you know, to finally get to the runner. But it's already – he's already got his chunk yards here, so they're trying to bring him down after the fact. Why not, like you said, load the box, cover zero, whatever, bring the safeties up, lock it in. So then you have a better chance, cram it up. And you knew. It's not like they were scheming and surprising you. Oh, this might be a run. We're not sure. (laughs) There was no read (laughs) options. There weren't any of this other toss and this and that. They gave you, they put in jumbo guys, a certain personnel came in. Here comes John Smith. Here comes this guy. Boom, he's in. They're going to come out, and they're going to bring these guys in when they might pass. But they just showed you. He went two for three. Three, three pass attempts. Boom. You know what I'm saying? They had at one point in the third quarter, I think it was 29 consecutive runs. When you should know that they are running, I mean, you should be able to have a few stops there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when this defense has been known to be able to stop the run at times. Absolutely. You couldn't do it. And they were throwing it into your face, and it was almost laughable. They're like, really? This is is hilarious. Let's just keep doing it, you know? And And, and that's what the Patriots do to you. They're just like, here we go. If it works, (laughs) we're just going to keep running on you. We don't need our quarterback to do it. We don't want him to throw in the wind. We'll just keep running it. 
And it, it wasn't even just even like one key player. That's what I mean. It, when, it, when it wasn't even Harris and he got injured for a bit, Stevenson was out there and just like, he's doing it. Yep. Bye, bye, bye. It was just sickening that they put up almost 300 yards rushing on you and 19 yards passing. And then when you have on the other side of it, Buffalo's offense throughout that game, it was almost like they were, they were rushing. They were pressuring mm -hmm. themselves to score quicker. Mm -hmm. They were trying to throw the ball down the field, and, and they were just off key because I don't know if it was uh, – obviously the weather conditions definitely mm -hmm. inhibited that deep passing game that they like to utilize with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. However, they didn't have to rush and score right away. The game was closed for the most part for, for the majority of the game. Yeah. Why yeah. not mm -hmm. work it down the field? Five to ten yards just kind of – Work it down, mix it with the run, and, and see if you can get down there and, and get back into the game. It was almost like they were they rushing were to try to, to get, get back ahead in there. too yep. soon mm -hmm. when they had plenty of time. And, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't – obviously, it just didn't pan out yep. for them. Yeah, and they had the missed field goal, and, and then you had missed opportunities and when they for, went for it. Right, and mm -hmm. for New England, they could have blew this game wide open. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, what they did is they wore down Buffalo's defense to the point where they were just exhausted by the second half. They couldn't – do much um, after that point. But New England could have, if they kind of made their their offense a little bit more balanced, just utilizing that 5- to 10-yard passing offense that they like to do often, along with the run game, they really could have freaking unloaded on this team, and it wouldn't even have been close at all. Mm -hmm. A shout-out to Paul Matty in the house with us tonight. He's watching from Florida. we got a few on, people from Florida. Welcome to the show. Uh, Mike Tackett says, this week Mac Jones was that kid in science class who did the minimum, <laughs> bare minimum in the group, and uh, still yes. got a passing grade. <laughs> yes. And Tom Leiter says, so Jones is a system quarterback, LOL. <laughs> uh, Brandon says, uh, Bill's defense gave up almost 500 yards in the last two games on the ground. Yeah, it's sickening, and that's what you, you know. What Bill Belichick probably looked at that last game, and that's mm. what he says. He's mm. like, "There you go. Mm. You mean we can do that? We'll just beat him this way." Where's a the adjustment, just, Steve? Yeah, and that's what you got to do. Uh, you know, Sean McDermott, you're you're a uh, a defensive guy, and again, they said when he, when uh, Sean McDermott pulled Matt Milano aside and said something to him, that's when Matt Milano kept charging up through the line and making those stops there. But it, by then, it's almost too late. And again, the rest of your players are tired. Uh, the NFL would love a Tampa Bay versus Belichick Super Bowl, says Tom Leiter. Uh, I think so again still. Uh, I mean, that would be a, a tough one for some of these other fans to watch uh, and some of us. Like, who would you root for? <laughs> and, and that's what I kind of I, I think of uh, now when I watch this too as well. Um, it's funny you bring this up, Tom, because I find myself – it feels like since Tom Brady left the Patriots, I feel like a weight has been lifted from me. It's like now I can hate on the Bucks, but I almost feel like I root for the Patriots now. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like I feel like since that is has is, is been gone, that evil spirit has left the house. I'm like, I, I kind of like these Patriots. They're winning with some of these guys still. You know, not a whole lot of big names on the team. You know, you got your, your good tight ends that you have there. You know, they, got, they got some the, big names on oh, defense. Well, I was going to say, Matthew Judon's been balling it out, but – um. But again, they're winning, and he's showing people what he's been able to do with his his coaching staff too, as well. And just they've got the system that works. And not to mention, like the the Patriots' offense. And another thing that kind of really helps out Mac Jones. And I, that's the other thing too, is like I'm a fan of Mac Jones coming out of college. That's a thing too. So like, 
I'm rooting for him to do right. well. Right. And since he's on the Patriots, I'm like, ah, it's Mac Jones. I like him. Let's let's see what he can do. But their offensive line is one of the best in the mm-hmm. league. Like that is let's key. let's just let's just say that. I mean, that's really gonna help them out. And it's funny because I think their offensive line is more popular than than the any of the receivers that they got <laughs> on that team at the moment. Uh but also with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, like I was a big Tom Bay Tom Brady hater early in his career. I felt like he he developed this arrogance about him, this ego that he had in New England, that he was better than everybody. And that's the kind of persona that I took from him Ooh, in New England. Shakalaka. But now that he's in Tampa, I don't notice that same kind of ego from Tom yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true, too. And, 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 and now, that, too. now that Tom Brady has moved on from New England and is now in Tampa, I kind of now I'm tending to be like, oh, maybe Tom Brady isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's literally really weird. I kind of hear you, happen. too. I kind of hear you, too, on that one. Again, it's not like I even I, – I said it before, like, you want to hate on him, but I, I think I just don't want him to win any more rings. I'm like, it's over. I want to see somebody else in there. It's almost like when well, – for some the Some of the reason we stopped yeah. watching basketball, at least for me, too, I hate seeing the same teams over there over and over again. True. And it's yeah, the yeah. same crap over – and it just overall the sport sucks. Uh, but – it, Tom Brady, you know, it, it win another one, another one. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You go to the Bucks, but they're already stacked with with players, anyways. Oh, so you geez. just helped they were out. All, they were and they just needed ready. that guy that wasn't going to make the mistakes. Yeah. But as you see him get older and stuff like that too, and you're hearing more of his story, and you get to see more of his personality. It seems like he's opened up more now than ever. Yeah, he's looser now about anything. And so you get to see some of that more of that personality that I think that other people behind the the scenes get to see, and why he could be a, a, a likable guy. You know what I mean? And he's just a really tough competitor. He really likes to compete. Tom Tom Leiter here says he's the GOAT. As, as far as this point, <laughs> it, it is. It, it, you can't deny it. But, again, it, it's what you're talking about, though. If you're talking about, yes, he has the most championships, greatest of all time in championships. I agree. Play with some great teams. As far as most be, like best athlete ever and all no. this other shit? No, no. No, I don't think so. Again, no, I don't no, think no, so. No. Even though he has been older and, and playing until an older age, like he's a year, I think, younger than I am, something like that. Um, yeah, that's that's something to be, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, happy and proud of in a nice accomplishment. You know, he takes care of his body and stuff. But as far as best athlete and greatest, that's all debatable crap that everybody can debate. Uh, not debatable. Paul Matty says basketball does suck. See, there you go. Uh, win there. Uh, Tom Leiter, salary cap is the difference between NFL and those NBA super teams. I agree there. Plus, also, I think the NBA doesn't make a stand on the players. They go whatever the players want they let's just make them happy which good this the blah 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 which do you know profit sharing all this other stuff i think that the players control more of the league than what happens with the nfl or the mlb stuff like that there is no salary cap in the mlb and money's running rampant there but they're striking now again i think or some shit but the the, the owners there's a lot by the balls there though still the, the owners are <laughs> the owners all right it's bottom line. That's the NBA. Re- they're like players. What do you want? You want to do special names or whatever on the on the jerseys, whatever you want. Sure, here you go. You want to do blah 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 blah. All right, that's fine. Whatever you guys want. What's you funny? Know what I mean? Let's the- have a Drake day. Okay, sure. You know, it's What's like, f- what the hell, dude? What What are you doing? <laughs> What's what is funny this? about the MLB too is they have a, a so-called luxury tax, which is the big deterrent uh, for going over whatever threshold they they are limited to. And all the yeah, all the, yeah, owner, yeah, yeah. All the yeah, owners yeah. do was like. Oh, sure. We'll pay the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Just get away with it. All right. Let's do the. Everybody's posting up here on the, on the comments. We're going to roll through this. Let's have some fun with this. This is a football show, though. But uh, let's start is off it? with Tom Leiter. Go Sonics. Yeah, there we go. 
Steven Bukaki's in the house. Let's go Mets. Steven Bukaki says, go Rangers. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're just hitting them all up, right? Uh, so now you know our, our New York guys from our Seattle guys. You can see this, right? Uh, Supersonics, it's, I wish they were a team still. I remember those old days and stuff like that. Gary Payton and Sean, Sean Kemp. Kemp. Those were, that's when we used to watch basketball, at least Joe and I. That <laughs> was good. Even though they had those key big players, it seemed like still any team could have won those. I mean, those tough uh, rivalries, Knicks and Bulls. And, and then if it wasn't with the Knicks, it was the Bulls. It was the Bulls and the Pistons. And then, you mm. know, back and forth all over it was just, you know, the Lakers still. It was it was magical. Uh, now it's just a bunch. Throw a bunch of three pointers up. You make maybe twenty percent of them, and it's either a blowout win or you know a blowout loss. You lose. You it's bad. It just looks really bad. You know. Yep. Um, I'd rather watch WNBA at this point. You know, I mean, at least that's competitive back and forth. Uh, here we go. Uh, there are a lot of people in this room tonight. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. That's Let's go. Definitely. Keep it rolling. We're paying attention to everybody out Keep there. It absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Raiders just have their kickers four years, uh, 18 uh, million uh, kicker. I think that's what, yeah, just had their kicker four years, 18 mil is what Brandon says there. All right, so we caught up okay. with all the comments. We got it. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. Uh, really, they, they signed him, what, 18 million in, in four years? Um, hmm. Interesting. When you yeah, have yeah. a really good kicker, yeah, you're I guess he's to pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sign, sign. I think that he's his autocorrect is going nuts oh my right God, now. Brandon, <laughs> let's go. Congratulations. Keep it together. <laughs> yourself. Yeah, yeah. The uh, his autocorrect is going all over the place. <laughs> I know you're excited just to get to, to don't comment. hit send. Yeah, just check it before you send it. <laughs> oh man, I'm like trying to read like some weird words. I'm like, I don't know what that word is. Uh, but is that a symbol? Yeah. But anyways, New England takes the top spot. And um, the Bills, now they're on the outside looking in, Joe. They're one of those teams now on the Ooh, bubble in this whole uh, playoff yep. picture. And uh, the, the, the the Patriots are leading the way, and now they're on a bye week, so it's nice for them. Uh, the and then win. if you look at the next couple uh, teams here, you've got the Titans and yep. the Ravens. Let's look at these two teams. The Titans, they've been trying to get by without having two of their big players, mainly Derrick Henry not there. And so – Teams have been kind of keying them up as, like, basically, let's just try and stop the run here because, you know, uh, Derrick Henry's not there and just pin their ears back on Ryan Tannehill, just let him make mistakes and, and blah, 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 and, and go at him and that. And it's been working for a lot of teams. So Tennessee, even though um, they're still 8-4 and four there, so that looks nice for them, they're treading water right here, but it's getting kind of thin with some of these other teams that are in the mix. But they're doing just fine. I mean, even without having Der Derrick Henry's not there, their defense has stepped up. It's definitely gotten better this season, and, all, and they're finding ways to win the game. So, uh, you know... If they can keep it going, you know, it's going to be tough. But if they can keep it going and, and stay relevant, listen, they're one win away from being tied for first place right now. Yeah, that's they were a funny on top mm -hmm. and they're just a game behind. So now with the Patriots having a bye week, if they win this week, they're right there again. They're tied right there for the first, uh, you know, first, uh, you know, dibs for to get that bye. Uh, so. Uh, and then with the Ravens, th this is another team that I feel like is on the decline right now. Uh, they, they, they started off rough. They, get, they had a big surge of, of wins. And now it seems, it seems like they're tripping over themselves a little bit. And could it be that the Baltimore Ravens now look beatable to everybody? I mean, it's with Lamar Jackson almost pressuring himself to, to, to become more of a, a throwing quarterback lately. I mean, it, he's just forcing balls. To, to receivers that are just are not open. 
and 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 sometimes just floating it to the defender. The, the receiver is not even close. So uh, he's been making big time bad decisions, and it's leading to turnovers, which is hurting this team. And and and, and whatever the opponent is that's facing him are capitalizing on it and getting that lead and maintaining it. So they've been losing, you know, a couple of games. And, and now it's like, what kind of a Ravens team do we have here? Uh, we, I thought for sure, as long as Lamar Jackson stayed healthy, he got, you know, he got COVID, he was out, he got, he got injured a little bit. And now he's back and it's like, oh, well, Baltimore's going to get right back on the same page. He's going to get right back in the flow of things. And they'll, they'll, they'll end up, you know, maybe running away with this division. And, and, and maybe pushing for a higher, uh, you know, spot for the playoffs. So you, you got to wonder. Now, now it's a little tricky now in the AFC especially. What teams are really legit? What teams are, are falling on their face? There's a lot to sort out. But for one thing that we can be sure is Baltimore is not on the rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we've kind of uh, – it's kind of funny because now it seems like Baltimore to me is getting to that team – that we kind of saw in the beginning of the season when we had to do our preseason type of predictions for the for the division. And we kind of saw them stepping back, I think, a little bit and not taking this division. And now I think we're seeing that a lot this season. They've been in a lot of close games. Remember, they lost or they just won a game with that long record-breaking field goal against the Detroit Lions. A lot of other tough, nail-biting games that they were behind in, that they came from behind and end up getting a victory. So they're eight and four. To me, when you look at that, I'm like scratching my head and like, they are really eight and four. I'm like, I could have swear they were like seven <laughs> and, and you know six or whatever. They they're not necessarily they're they're like. not very good. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's even surprising that they only have four losses. Seems like it could be more, and and because it's the way I think that they've been playing. But also, I think it starts with their running game. They've had multiple injuries at the running back position, and it seems like, like you said, Lamar Jackson isn't really going to the well as much as trying to take off and run the last couple of weeks. It seems like he's trying to air the ball out more when he's under duress and mm-hmm. trying to show that he is that pocket passer. And some of them he's living on a prayer and ended oh, up definitely, yeah. b- banking on, but some of the other ones when it's just like you saw in this last game that when they go for the two-point conversions – just a little bit out of reach from uh, Mark Andrews, and that's the game. So sometimes if you gamble so many times, you're going to win, but you're also going to get losses like this, and this is what you get out of the the Baltimore Ravens. But for me, I think it's now we're kind of seeing what what maybe thought people were going to dial in and kind of get, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit more, and they were going to take a step back. And I think that's what we're seeing now here. We're just kind of surprised because – Again, some of these tough wins that they've had, I'm like, that gives you grit. That's what mm-hmm. you need to make a playoff push. But they're not looking so good right now. No, and, and the, another thing that we're seeing, too, is teams that are able to are keying on the run. They're making Baltimore one-dimensional to where Lamar has to throw the ball or run with it, either way. But it, but because of that, because they're, staunt, they're staunting that run game of theirs, now it's all on Lamar. You know, what are you going to do, Lamar? Are you going to be able to make the right read to get the ball to the right person accurately and make the play? And with them, with them becoming more one-dimensional in games, teams are now starting to pin their ears back and go after Lamar. 
And and, and Lamar's just kind of like like you like we both talked about. He's rushing the throw. He's just throwing it up. He's hoping that eventually somebody's going to come down with it and it'll be in a Ravens jersey. Not the oppo- not the opposing team, but that's what seems to be happening. So this Baltimore offense has to come. They need to dial things back a little bit. They need to try to find their identity once again. Like we were used to Lamar Jackson and the running back by committee approach and them having so many different like option plays. Remember that mm-hmm. the option plays, you know what I mean? Where he would like fake it to one running back, give it to another guy, maybe even throw it to a screen, uh, a wide receiver screen, or he fakes it to the receiver screen. And he takes off running. There was a lot of trickery involved. Now it looks like teams are starting to figure them out a little bit and, and putting everything on Lamar. And it's and because of that, this Ravens offense right now is struggling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Leiter says, like making Russell Wilson a pocket quarterback, knowing he does so well rolling out of the pocket. Absolutely. Right, right. Uh, same thing. Uh, we saw it, and now I think even we, we saw a little bit with RG3, and now he's going to have a tell-all type of story. I think it's a book, or is it a book, or is it a show about the, the, the Washington football team now and his time there? I think it's a book. I think it's a book, yeah, yeah, about stuff. And you might see some of that, what they tried to do for him there. Uh, Tom also says, Goff – that much better than Stafford. No. I, I don't know about that. I mean, no. is that a joke or, or what? I mean, uh, let me ask you, Tom, out there. Uh, now, if looking at the Lions to where they are now, if, say we swap and they, that trade never happened, mm-hmm. do you think that the, the Lions would be in the same position that they are in right now? Do you think they had more wins or they would have about the same that they have now? And maybe even vice versa for the, the Rams, do you think they would have the same record they have now or they would be worse if you had the golf with them? Uh, for me, I think if Stafford was on the, the Lions right now, they wouldn't have they wouldn't be one ten and one or whatever their record is. I think they would have more than one victory. I think they would have five wins. Yeah. I think that's what they would have. I think some of those tougher ones that they were close. He yeah. would have had it. Yes, I understand though too. I've watched those Los Angeles Rams games this week this uh this year. Uh the past couple of weeks, he's been known for the pick six. It's getting pretty bad there over there, but uh, again, you know, that's just the team not being able to to get the ball running too as well uh for for that team and struggling in the running game. So that's part of it as well and not getting the protection when you're getting pressured all the time. And, and and not being able to get some time to get the ball out, it makes a difference. Like everybody says, you know, what's the key to stopping Tom Brady? What's the key to stop? And no, no quarterback says, oh yeah, you, I love it when you put pressure in my face or you blitz me up the middle right. and this is. Like, oh, it. I just get better. You know what I mean? No, it, it, that's the key to doing it. And you're seeing when you see good uh, quarterbacks, they make mistakes like that. And even Matthew Stafford, uh, he's been. Uh, Tom Leiter says he's been called a running back so much he probably thinks he has something to prove. He definitely does. I think he does too. I think so as well. And um, also, I think uh, the problem with some of these guys too, because they've been told that they're so special too, and they are. He's very athletic. He's very uh, uh, phenomenal. Dynamic. Dynamic. Another word. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I think a lot of them, though, and they, you see it. They're spoon-fed these things. You see what Patrick Mahomes, Joe and I talked about it earlier. I'm sure you guys relate. Um, they feel like they got to put it on their shoulders. You see it with Baker Mayfield. You see it with a lot of other younger quarterbacks out there. Patrick Mahomes, man, our team's just not getting in there. I have to do something. I have to make a play. I have to do this. I have to throw it out there. I have to do this. I have to do that. And if it doesn't go right, well, it's all my fault. I didn't get it out there. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Because they get told, they're like, hey, this is the star player. You got to be able to do this. You got to do that. And 
again, like we heard it on the 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 television when when he made those deep throws of two weeks ago to Mark and Andrews again. He's just airing it out there. All right. That if that's a different quarterback other than Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, we'll say it's somebody they don't like. Say it's even Jared Goff at this point. Say he aired out a ball like that. They're like, whoa, what is he doing? And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, ends up being a passer and catch a catch. Heavily like, wow. criticized. Like, wow, you do not make that throw. Right. You shouldn't have done that. He, yeah. They got lucky there. Yeah. Instead, with, with, with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, they say, this is the new breed of quarterback. They're willing to make those chances, take those chances. He's and giving his throws. receiver and a it's shot. It's kind of like. What the hell are you looking at, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, terrible it's decision. Like, that, that's a bad idea, too. The jump throws, you know, stuff like that. Bad mechanics, jumping and throwing across your body. Nobody teaches that, and it's not a good habit to have. Yes, you can pull it off here and there, sure, but that will only happen and only get you so far. But there you go. I mean, so then we got the Ravens. They're on the thing. They're on the cusps here. They're mm -hmm. still in it, mm -hmm. but they just don't look very good right now. No, but luckily don't. with the AFC – it's it's really close. I think they lost what they lose like the last out of the last four games they lost three maybe. Mm -hmm. Would you say? I, I think, think that's so. was it's because a, it's you. If it's, you remember, it's weird. they win one we, and then they lose one, one and they win one they lose right. one. And week, this this week they got the Browns a tough divisional week game one, as well. They played the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Raiders beat them. Mm -hmm. After that loss, they, I think they went on a big winning yeah, streak for like it felt like forever. And then all of a sudden the past four weeks I feel like they've only won one game. Uh, so. Down when it's crunch time now, and they got to face some of, some of their divisional opponents and and what have you. It seems like now they're struggling now, mm -hmm. and it's not the right time to struggle. You got to try to maintain your position and your rank in the playoff picture, though, to where you can't you can't be losing games right now. And so far they've fallen down two two spots, mm -hmm. uh, and they are they are trending towards being in risk of of missing out on the playoffs. All right, let's talk about missing out. Do not miss out this week, all right? Our, our, our pals at Mohawk Honda that, that are our sponsor there, we love Mohawk Honda. They're in Freebridge Bridge Road. Uh, if you're looking to trade in your car, they'll give you top dollar right now for your car. Yep. At uh, Christmas time, what better thing to do to get yourself, your loved one, a car, too? It's you trade in your old one, get them a brand new one. Uh, that's great and all, and I love those guys. But right now, check this out. I posted it up on our Facebook page and all that stuff. Yep. Um, charities. Now is the time to give to your charities, stuff like that. We need to take care of one another. I know there's a charity that fits your heart, close to your hearts out there, and there is for mine. You share them during your birthday times and stuff like that. And Mohawk Honda, they go out of their way to please you, and this is another thing that they do. It is the 12 days of giving from Mohawk Honda. Head to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page right now to nominate a charity and to receive $5,000, wow. uh, make sure to comment and tag the charity in the comments along with a like and just sharing the pinned post on their Facebook page. Wow. So make sure you like it, share it, and pin it to their page. And from nice. now until December 10th, so that's in two days, Mohawk Honda will be accepting these submissions. Now on December 11th, Mohawk Honda will start announcing a charity a day, the 12 days of giving. So 12 days all the way until Christmas, 12 lucky charities will be getting $5,000 apiece each. Awesome. Share your nominations today. So that's it. If there is a charity that you hold dear that's to a, your that's heart. Amazing. And Tom Leiter, you're in Seattle. That doesn't matter, dude. You, Mohawk Honda. Doesn't exclude doesn't, you. Doesn't exclude you. Go to their page. Again, go to the pin post. Share the, the charity. 
maybe they'll select your charity out there. $5,000 goes to that charity. Check it out. Uh, and then he says, uh, if I can't make a toy donation to your cause, I will cash donation. Uh, get me in your drawing. So there you go <laughs> about the, the thing. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll have my wife bring a toy. You know, how about that? Well, I'll bring one and then she will bring one. We could probably bring two each one to say this one's from yeah, to Tom Ryder. Right? Yeah, but yeah, this one's from yeah. Tom. We'll Maybe enter, that'll we'll work out. There we go. We'll get you in there, buddy. Yeah, because I think it's like $150 uh, in a Visa card or something like that, too. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, they have to put your name on it and all this other junk. So mm -hmm. it will mail you the card. How about that? We're legit like that. But, um, yeah, Mohawk Honda definitely giving out uh, to all the people. They're, a, a, you know, a, a business for the people. And for 12 days, that's astonishing. Five, Five grand a day to, dude. to uh, a random charity that they that they pick, and it's $5,000. What a, what a big-time donation. Mohawk Honda, props to you guys. Way to step up in, the, in this time of donating and, and giving. Uh, amazing. 12 days, five grand a day to any given charity every single day for 12 days. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Great job, Mohawk mm -hmm. Honda. Yep, absolutely. So let's get back to the playoff hunt a little bit here. We got a few more on the AFC, and then we'll get to the NFC. Let's but, go. Uh, Chiefs, which is group these two, they're in the AFC West. The yep. Chiefs have bumped up to the top of the AFC yep. West. Chargers still there. These two teams, the, the Chiefs are on the rise. Yes. The Chargers are that team that reminds me of the, the Baltimore Ravens, kind of where they – they win a few. There's some that they should win, and they lose those. Yeah, like win and one then and one lose that two. They shouldn't kind of. They pull one out, or they like last week. They really hammered it down on the Cincinnati Bengals, and it and it helped with Joe Burrow being definitely out on that injury. That's so the reason. That is partially <laughs> the reason there. Uh, but the Chiefs again, for me, I think they're kind of opportunistic at this time too. Mm -hmm. This stretch of their. Um, of their schedule has been really easy for them too. I mean, when you got to play teams like the giants and, and stuff like that, some of these teams that aren't very good, it's a good chance for you to reset, it's a get buffer. yourself back here and, and get back on it. Plus to make some more adjustments to those teams, trying to make those two deep backs like mm -hmm. defenses on them. Yeah. The, 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 the two, uh, the, the two safety look mm -hmm. that they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and here's a funny thing. Uh, it does affect them, and they got Clyde edwards Solera back, so that getting that running back, back uh, game I mean, helps a little bit too. As to well, me, I think. to me, that doesn't do anything because even with the backs that they already have, uh, with that Gore kid who came on out of nowhere, guy's actually running harder than Clyde edwards Solera. I mean, uh, personnel-wise, I think they're super deep, but uh, they still haven't been running a heck of a lot. They're still a heavy passing team. And they're not going to deviate too much from that, and and that's the, that's their brand. That's what they do. So uh, until teams stop them, they're going to continue to do it. And w what we're noticing now is that Andy Reid and, and 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 Patrick Mahomes are doing a better job now of combating that that two deep safety look versus the one safety look. And yes, they're not able to throw the ball down the field as much. However, what they've done now is we're like, you know what? Let's just stop with the deep ball. Let's just stop. Let's go strictly with whatever is there. You know, we're going to hand the ball off a few times. We're going to throw it to Travis Kels over the middle. We're going to throw it to Tyreek Hill in five to ten yards. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pick apart defenses because they're so worried about our deep ball that they're dropping back, and, they're, and they got two safeties back there, that we're just going to take everything underneath the coverage and move down the field that way and score in the end. So now that they've decided to, to kind of shift their philosophy a little bit, you know, coming into uh, now that we're at this point of the season, 
it's working out for them. And they're just, instead of going down with, well, like, you know, a three-play drive because they hit a hit a 60-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, now it's just like they're methodically working down the field. They're getting 5 to 10 to 15 yards at a rip in the passing game. They're mixing in the run game, and that's how they're w- beating teams. And until a team changes up and becomes more aggressive to get after them, they're not going to change. And it's all working out for them. So that's why you're tending to see them kind of trend upward right now. And, they, and they're stealing games away from teams. They're just get, making the plays that need to be made. And that's why they are where they are right now. And they're trending upwards. As far as the Chargers go, uh, and, and I'll also say this. I will give props to the Chiefs defense, too, for stepping up. Because mm-hmm. Steve Spagnuolo has now changed. Mm-hmm. He's, na- he's no yeah, yeah. longer, uh, you know, kind of taking a step back and saying, oh, I'm just going to rush with my four, and, and that's it. Now now he's changed up. Now he's becoming more aggressive like he was mm-hmm. when he was once with mm-hmm. the Giants, and he's blitzing a lot more and putting uh, other offenses on their heels. Uh, so kudos to Steve Spagnuolo and company. And then we go to the Chargers. And, and just I like, think that's with the defensive line alignment too. They've been putting more of Chris Jones in the center too, I think, and rushing him up the middle where they weren't even in the beginning. I think they were trying to spread him out in different areas and where it's better when he's just driving that lane up. Yeah, and that was attributed to the injuries that they had along Mm -hmm. the D-line was why they tried to move Chris Jones around. Uh, But now that they're a lot healthier, they're starting to get back to their old ways. Uh, And then for the Chargers, uh, listen, they're a roller coaster. That's just what they are right now. And now it doesn't get any better because they got some bad injuries now right now. Mm -hmm. Mike Williams is going to be out with COVID. Uh, Joey Bosa got got hurt last week. Looks like he's going to be missing quite a bit of time. Uh, So he's out. And uh, Chris Harris also came down with COVID. So it looks like those two players, Mike Williams and and Chris Harris, are going to miss this upcoming week, which are two critical uh, players for this team. And on top of that, with Joey Bosa, their number one pass rusher, not going to be available for quite some time. This is going to really hurt this team. Listen, I love the Chargers offensive line, what they've done there with all the changes in the draft picks uh, with Rashawn Slater and company. But, man, it just doesn't look good going forward. Now, basically, you have Keenan Allen, uh, you know, to, to throw to and and not many other people. A lot of guys that are kind of young in, in their development. I don't know if that's going to be enough to keep this offense rolling. Austin Eckler, listen, he, he's the guy, you know, for the Chargers. Without him, this offense doesn't really run. Uh, so this team looks like they're going to – it's an uphill battle for them at this point. They're missing uh, too many key pieces, and they might struggle down the stretch now, uh, which in turn could just end up le- leading them right out of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the, again, like I said, they're, they're a big question mark. I'm a hit and a miss with this team. I just can't get them. Uh, Justin Herbert looks really calm and collect, which I like. He can shrug off, you know, turnovers here and there. But there's also times where he just hasn't looked like really into the game and, and not seeing things like he's you've seen him before. And you're kind of like, what are you doing? And they, he ended up ruining some of the games for them and, and, and not getting it done. And yeah, now when you have problems like that, Mike Williams being out, now you're kind of looking at this. I'm like, what weapons do I have? Then you're kind of forced at looking at Austin Eckler and say, you got to be our guy. you got to be our type of Christian McCaffrey guy where we got to hand it to you, and then you, we got to get you involved in the passing game too as well. He's already that part. Guys. Oh, I know. And it's sad to say you got to try and rely on him more, and that's what you're, you're faced with with this team. So then, uh, again, I picked them to be where they are in this division as it is right now. So everything is lining up where I thought before the season started. But, again, after watching everything and the way things have played out, 
it's it's very up and down. And like you said, without having Joey Bosa this week, that's been that's a really big part of them. So uh, moving forward for them, it could get really sketchy down the run. Um, and a couple other things here. Uh, we just take finish it up with the AFC. Oh, we got the Bengals and the Bills still here. Uh, Bengals, Bengals aren't looking too good because now Joe Burrow right. is probably going to be out for some time, and they're going to struggle down the stretch. They probably drop out of the playoff mm-hmm. race. And we the already Bills, covered the Bills. They're teetering. We don't know what direction they're going to go at this point. They keep falling. Let's see if they can kind of get bounce back. But a surprise team, like we were both talking about. Me and Jimmy thought about the Colts right now. The mm-hmm. Colts are on the rise. That is the team. I now mean, to they watch. got they got a lot of momentum. They they got a healthy Carson Wentz. They got Jonathan Taylor who is running rampant. All over the NFL, no matter who is is keying on him, he's getting the job done. Uh, I don't even know. I think he has some kind of a stat where like he averages over 130 yards every single week. Uh, I don't know for how long, but it's pretty incredible. Uh, he's able to do what he does, which in turn is helping Carson Wentz and the passing game out big time. Uh, so, and then we already know that the Colts' defense feeds off of this offense, and now that this offense is back on track. This defense is getting better and better every single week. Mm-hmm. Watch out for the Colts, baby. Yeah, I was just trying they to look up dead. their uh, schedule real quick. What the hell, dude? I can't find a damn thing. And right now, they're, it's at the right time they're turning it up a notch because mm-hmm. this division isn't out of reach yet. I mean, who knows? The Titans could lose a couple of games, maybe two, three games down the stretch. And if the, the Colts go on a big run, maybe they win the division in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you know what? The thing has been good for them. Uh, yes, the running game, and you're able to use uh, Jonathan Taylor the way you are, and that has helped Carson Wentz tremendously, uh, immensely uh, because now you're not seeing as many turnovers like he had previously in this season. No, nope, because like one dimensional. Mistakes. Yeah, it makes it easier. They can get more balanced, and that's yep. what you needed out of Carson Wentz, and that's the problem. When you talk about, when I brought it up earlier, about quarterbacks thinking that they need to do everything to get this team together, it's on my shoulders. You saw that in Philadelphia. The guy's scrambling all over the place. He's like, oh, I'll try to make a run here. i got to go for every last yard. I'm going to die for it with the ball out here. i got to heave it out there and do that. No, and this is what the Colts have said. Hey, listen, we've got an offensive line here. We'll take care of you. We've got a defense that can keep you on the sidelines and get some rest, and we can hold that that, that other team too as well and, and things like that. We can keep you in the game so we can run the ball and wear out the other team as well. A more balanced type of approach and uh, with a familiar coach in Frank Reich that he, he knew well and how to get the most out of Carson Wentz, and that's what we're finally seeing out of the Colts here. And it's really special. And like I said, with the teams that are there, it does. This Pittsburgh's got a little bit of a road here, and I don't see them jumping into this playoffs. Bengals, like you said, banged up with the injury with Joe Burrow. That's a big problem. And the Bills, they have the Bucks coming up next. So if they lose again, I mean, it's it doesn't get any easier for them moving forward. So we could totally see the Colts moving into this playoff picture and getting one of those last remaining spots. All right, now let's take a look. Oh, before we take a look at the. Um, the uh, NFC, Joe, why don't you tell everybody about our friends at Johnstone Supply quick? I'm feeling a little chill down here in my basement where we do the show. A little cold? It's a little cold. It's snowing outside today. It was only <laughs> supposed to snow for a little bit earlier, but then it ended up being like all day, dude. <laughs> uh, at least it's not accumulating well, a lot, but it's cold. Shocker. Winter's here, everybody. How's uh, winter over there, Tom Leiter? You guys got snow in Seattle there? I, know, I wonder about it, that. How's, that. how's that going Washington. on over there? And we already know Mike. Mike Tackett down in Florida. Oh, he's loving it in he, Ocala. He's, they he's don't perfectly snow. okay. 
Uh, but hey, uh, real quick for for the Northeast, for anywhere it's cold, uh, does does your furnace need to be replaced? You know, or do you need? Are you looking to upgrade your heating system to stay warm? Johnson Supply in Troy, New York, can make sure your home is ready to take on these colder months ahead. Uh, a family-owned and operated business, Johnson Supply in Troy has been helping upstate New York residents for decades. Visit their store on Sixth Avenue in Troy, New York, for more information on how. They can help you this fall, whether it's finding the proper cha- uh, change for your your filters or making sure your home is heated properly. Johnson Supply and Troy staff can help you answer any questions you may have. From George to Tom and the rest of the staff, they are ready, willing, and able to help you guys out. You can go ahead and follow them on Facebook or call them today at 518-272-5922. That's 518-272-5922. Five nine two two Johnson Supply in Troy, New York, are here to here keep you warm. Yeah, absolutely. I might have to call them pretty soon. Uh, check out everything for me. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, well, and go, check out uh, Johnstone Supply. So the NFC next right now. The funny thing is about uh, snow is it is in uh, is for the mountains. Um, uh, Tom Weider says so. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here we go. It's like the NFC is a different animal here. Patriots and stuff for the NFC, the AFC. Those teams are like still anything can happen. That's mm-hmm. a crazy bubble there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at the NFC, right? Yeah. The cream of the crop is just what they are. You've got the Cardinals at ten and two, the Packers nine and three, Bucks at nine and three, Cowboys still there at the lead of their division eight and four. Boom. Rams still even after those couple game skids, they're still at eight they're and four. Still there. Yep. But then after that, I mean, it's funny how bad the a the NFC is. Because again, there's three different, there's two other different <laughs> NFC East teams that are in the hunt still. That's right. right? The NFC least, there's Nobody's two teams out. in the hunt. Nobody's at, out. Yeah, at <laughs> six and seven, and uh, six and six, and and it's terrible. Even the Falcons at five and seven are still, still in the hunt. The, uh, they have one point possibly they could be in this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's funny about the NFC altogether. You have the highest highs and the lowest lows. But let's take a look at the Arizona Cardinals. You got to say, you got to give them what, what the props for what they've done. Joe and I, we picked them to take the division before the season started. We saw something taking, you know, this team mm-hmm. stepping up. Kyler Murray, another year with them. The weapons that they had with the <laughs> trades even that they've done. Uh, the defense, you know, together healthy. Again, Chandler Jones coming back now healthy. Offensive line it improved. Just looked amazing. And now they're showing you this is what it was. Uh, but then also the fact to lose your starting your quarterback, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins for like three weeks straight and still be able to keep the ship afloat. You lost one out of those two, three or four games. Yeah, And Colt McCoy was a starter for two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, they did really well and they're showing you why they're right there at the top spot and props to them uh, moving forward with them. Joe, what about the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, listen, we, we called it before the season even started. We saw we saw how many changes they, they, that they made in the offseason, especially defensively. Like they definitely helped out their offense a little bit more. They, they brought in A.J. Green, who don't get me wrong. He's still kind of relevant. He's still getting some plays done. Uh, but the bigger part was improving that offensive line, improving dramatically that defense that had a lot of holes before mm-hmm. the offseason got there at the end of last season, and just addressing them all. You know what I mean? They, they went out in free agency. They went out in the draft. They they got the, the necessary personnel that they needed to become more competitive, to become more, uh, you know, uh, 
more of a more of a, a a challenge for everybody else in the NFC. And now they sit atop as the number one seed with only two losses uh, this season so far. So pretty impressive turnaround for the Arizona Cardinals. We saw them kind of have you know highs and lows last season. And, and, and now they just kind of capitalized and, and filled all those holes that were necessary for them to, to get to. Uh, and, and we're seeing the, the, the results of that right now. Uh, so Cardinals, I, I think that they're not going to stop now. They're just going to keep pushing forward until they got that number one seed locked down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Leiter says uh, three teams from the NFC West will be in the playoffs and Seattle won't be one of them. Whoa. That was another thing that we suggested before the season started too, as it's well. Prediction we right there. had them at the bottom of the basement. Yeah. We just saw again, when you looked at the, um, the roster, we just looked at it. depth chart. You're looking at it and you're like, man, what have they really done? You know, I mean, they were help uh, Russell right. Wilson out. Really and and lot, it's funny you know because. You saw a lot of these like major networks talking up Seattle and saying, "Oh, oh well, watch out for them. They're gonna they're gonna be competitive this year. They're gonna come back. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. And, and they could very well take the division." And I'm looking at them like everybody seems to be so enamored with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and saying like, "Oh, that's the team that's gonna carry them over the hump." But something that me and Jim were discussing when we were d- figuring the, these divisions out before the season started is like. What have they done defensively? It seems like they just keep getting a little older. Like, don't get me wrong. They got some underrated talent. They got some up-and-coming talent. But they're, they're go-to guys. Like, Bobby Wagner's getting older. I, he's mm-hmm. an amazing middle linebacker. He still can play lights out. However, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the secondary of that team, there really wasn't much to, to, be, to brag about. Yeah, they and, lost and, some players. And we didn't, yeah. See, yeah. we didn't see them kind of – you know, reach out and whether it be draft or free agency and bring someone in bring a few guys in to kind of revamp that that secondary and not to mention the pass rush. You know, they, they make a trade for mm-hmm. Carlos Dunlap in hope in hopes of that being enough to 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 accelerate that pass rush to get that thing going. And it's just still not there. So we saw the defense struggling possibly and then the offense still kind of staying the same as it was. Same as it ever was, and the same as it ever was. Uh, and, and now we're seeing Seattle kind of struggle now down the stretch. And the craziest thing of all things is for Russell Wilson to be upset now and Pete Carroll pointing the finger at him and saying, well, you got to do better. Mm-hmm. He says no defense uh, backfield, and it says who has more tackles than Bobby? Nobody. And yeah, he can still play. He can still play. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's it's what it's kind of been. Yeah, ex- exactly. When you saw these other defensive players exit this team and not having a whole lot there to where now Jamal Adams was your best. I think at this point, defensive player besides Bobby Wagner, but, def- you know, Bobby Wagner is getting older, like we said, but he's still playing at a decent level. But Jamal Adams had to be your heart and soul of this defense. But that's it at safety. And now he's, he's done. gone. Yeah, he's done. So now basically. It's uh, it's gotta be put a fork in it. Nobody kill me. Yeah, that's what Seattle Seahawks Seahawks fans gotta be thinking right now because it, it's you you ain't got a defense now. So it, Tom's it's, it's a done. Seattle fan. He'll yeah. t- he'll yeah, tell us. He'll what's tell you on. right now. So um, so yeah, I mean, but when you look at that and the 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 Cardinals in that division, um, what Tom says uh, and the two first round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yup. See, there you go. Absolutely. Um, 
so when you look at the Cardinals here, this is the thing, though. This week's matchup is going to be big because they have to face the Rams, which are right there in the playoffs, too, as well, mm -hmm. sitting there in the fifth seed. So if they could get another win here, they could be nine and four. And then the, the Cardinals sitting there at 10 and three still have that division. But again, with, with coming up with a loss with them, it brings it a little bit closer here. Uh, but. Again, that Rams team, they're one of those teams, again, that I'm just kind of looking at, and I'm like, what am I getting? You, you see that the offensive line just get blown up sometimes, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and just getting Matthew Stafford pressured nonstop. And it seems like Sean McVay, again, if this is guy a guy that you're trying to offensive, uh, mastermind. offensive guru and putting him next to Bill Belichick, why can't he make adjustments during a game? Why can't he make adjustments? I don't see it ever. My it just seems like, well, here, like in the Super Bowl. This is the dumbest, I think, adjustment you want to make in a Super Bowl is saying, oh, well, I see what they – it seems like they know what our play is all, all the time, so I'm going to run to the line like last second so then they can't make a change quick and just go with it, whatever I have, which yeah. is throw it out there. Oh, don't, and then you just yeah, – Don't just make any changes. Going at you. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then again, he's like, oh, you know, we got to make changes here. We got to do that, that. And you keep trying to throw even the deep ball all the time. You got to take what they give you. Look at what you've got. Look, look at the defense. Look at the, the game, the way it's playing out. Get some pressure off of your quarterback here because he can't do it on his own. And mm -hmm. if he's dropping back, looking for a guy to get open when there's no time, he's going to be taking those hits and making those bad throws. And that's where you get your interceptions that turn into touchdowns because you're in the, 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 the other team's, you know, red zone area you know so when they're easy pick sixes it's an interception going into a, a touchdown given or putting them up at least if you don't get the interception for the touchdown putting it getting the turnover and putting them in great field position and you're just giving them points and that's where they lost those games because you gave them easy points to where your defense uh, no matter how good you might think they are and stuff they could not get the team back into it after that yeah, and that's the thing with Sean McVay is he's, the, he's supposed to be this offensive mastermind. Belichick is the defensive mastermind. We already mm -hmm. know he's just absolutely amazing. And not only is he a mastermind of the defense, he's also a phenomenal, one of the best coaches ever mm -hmm. to, to, to be a head coach in the NFL. So uh, that's saying that that's not even comparable. Let's just say that. Uh, Sean McVay, he's got a long road to go to, to even be considered, you know, in that realm. But that, that's the thing that's always been the, the deal with Sean is that everyone keeps pushing him to be like in that light of like, oh, he's one of the greatest offensive minds in the NFL right now. You cannot say that if his offense is struggling. And that's what's happening right now. They came out hot in the beginning of the season. Nobody could touch them. They were scoring at will. You know, they, they were just being able to throw it to Cooper Cup, to Van Jefferson, to, to at the time, Robert Woods before his injury. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, Nobody could do anything about it. They were just scoring at will. And then now that they got punched in the face a few times, they just can't seem to figure things out. And I, I'm really trying to understand, like, what is McVay trying to do? Is he trying to do too much with this offense and trying to go outside of what was working? You know, like, Devery Henderson is a, is a really good running back. And, and usually they try to – they go off the run, and they that's where they get their play-action plays and what have you. But – it seems like they're trying to do too much. And when the running game's not working, McVay doesn't know what to do. It's, it's, listen, just make it simple. Don't make it complicated. We all know McVay loved the whole jet sweep thing, and, but that's not going to work either. You've got a guy in motion. It, it, it's a giveaway. Everybody mm. knows you're going to do it. So you need to get back to the, just doing the small things. 
throwing a five-yard to ten-yard pass, methodically move down the football field, get in the red zone, and then from there just punch it in or, or, or you know, get a play to where your tight end gets open or something in the end zone. So I – I guess what I'm saying is McVay needs to dial it back and just stop making everything so complicated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why this team is struggling right now. They just can't figure things out for some reason because McVay is, is just trying to make everything more complicated than what it really is. Uh-huh. Yep. Now let's take a look at the Green Bay Packers who are right there in the second seed spot who, again, has been just a, a solid team. And who would have known that just listening to Aaron Rodgers a little bit would have helped this team out in getting, you know, Randall Cobb and some of those other players that, you know, he wanted to come back here and, and try and make them happy. I mean, uh, but For to be year. serious, so, uh, <laughs> they've been still doing a lot. And I think a lot of it is because of Aaron Rodgers and what they have. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. Because again, what did they really change? Not really a whole lot, even for that team, just, you know, grabbed a couple uh, pieces here and there, but, um, after this year, they got a lot of questions. Like we, when we talked about it with, with the Aaron Rodgers, what's going to happen at the end of the season. I mean, they're in straight up rebuild mode, unless there's something dramatically happens and they get some kind of superstar that wants to go play quarterback over there in green Bay. I mean, it's kind of hard to find somebody that wants to go play in the frozen tundra. Just like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, uh, it depends on how much money you throw at them. Uh, but they've been playing tough and still, uh, after that first week, that blowout loss to the Saints, it looked kind of sketchy at first. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, whoa, what are we getting out of this team? Uh, but um, been able to get it out there and, and, and make uh, put a lot of points up there. And, and their defense still struggled at times and here and there, but doing enough to, to get them their wins. But solid in that second spot. And I think that they're lucky that they're in the NFC at this point, though, because there's a lot of other teams that are just injury-laden in the NFC and just not very good and in that rebuild mode at this point too as well, that if they happen to be in the AFC, we wouldn't even be talking about them being at the number two seed right now. I mean, possibly. I mean, who knows? I mean, because the Packers, they're another team that kind of struggled early on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, started to start to click once again like he normally does. And this this Packer team kind of went on a little bit of a run. And that's what kind of led them into the, the second seed uh, right now. But I think what has to happen going forward is this Green Bay defense has to improve. In order for them to get farther and deeper down the stretch, get closer to another Super Bowl, this defense has to improve at some some point, some way, somehow. Uh, it can't be just all laid on Aaron Rodgers in this offense because if that's the kind of, you know, equation that they're going to go with it's not going to work out in the playoffs Mm -hmm. they're going to make the playoffs but then they might end up losing in the first round or second round or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, so until this defense gets back on track and able to help out this offense uh, because we we all know that they've suffered a lot of or I should say a few big time injuries Jair Alexander their starting corner he's been out for quite some time I'm not really sure if he's going to even come back uh, in time for playoffs or whatnot uh, another thing is the, the the defensive line is is starting to not get as much pressure as it once was, and I, I feel like this could be a big problem for them if they're tr- you know as they as we get closer to the playoffs, that team's got to find some way to get some momentum 
you know, as they get closer into into this playoff run, and that's going to give them the best chance for them to push forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, the Bucks are up next here too. I don't know if we really need to touch on them that much. I mean, they're, the Bucks are the Bucks. I the think Buccaneers, they have a good chance to make a, a run. Still, they've got Tom Brady. They have the same still. guys. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's it, they're Super Bowl champions. They have um, the same, pretty much the same, all the same players. However. Their defense is healthy, but now their offense is nicked up. Mm-hmm. No Antonio Brown right now uh, with his fake yeah. vaccination <laughs> yeah. card and stuff. So he he's out, I don't yeah. know for how long, but maybe a few weeks uh, until he comes back. You know, Mike Evans has been dealing with a back issue. Uh, don't know how much that's going to, you know, hurt him down the stretch. And then Chris Godwin, you, you could have had him on your segment, too. Chris Godwin's kind yeah, of disappeared. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, and, yeah, no, and I think I focus until, on quarterbacks a little too until, much until until they you definitely do until they get back into the swing of things. You know, when they get a little bit healthier on offense, you're not going to see that that full explosion that we're normal normal to see. Yeah. Now, if you look at the Cowboys here, now this is an interesting, I think, spot. Fraud. They're really sitting there at the the <laughs> the uh, the um, the fourth spot here, yeah. and they don't look very good still. I mean, I watched that last game against the Saints, and the Saints had every opportunity to win that game. And I think the offensive line were just getting beat by, you know, the Saints' defensive line. I think they were getting pressure in there, and Dak Prescott uh, was feeling the pressure, not being able uh, to to get the ball out there. Yes, some of his receivers made some big plays, especially that Michael Gallup touchdown in the corner. That was pretty amazing. And uh, I think that wide receiver screen that C.D. Lamb did, where he broke the ankles of um, Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins, oh. where he's still, I think he's oh. still there. And that's funny. You see him; he gets juked and, and falls, but then he turns around and just watches the rest of the play happen. Not even like yeah. kind of go oh, after him. him. Just yeah, nothing. Uh, but no a couple of those big plays. But besides that, you know, the the Cowboys didn't really look very good. They they took the opportunities that were given to them on just bad quarterback play by Taysom Hill. And if you're trying mm. to say you're a dominant NFC team that's going to make a Super Bowl run here, it doesn't look very good and and when you look at that spot where they are in the nfc east like i said there's a few teams that are still in the running they play washington football team who is kind of red hot for them right now twice so right now if you look at washington's schedule they've got the cowboys then the eagles and then the cowboys and for me those are all winnable games mm-hmm. so if say the the washington football team wins all three of those they're uh what nine and seven or nine and eight right there so that would put it in there for them. That that would leapfrog them, maybe potentially past the Cowboys, or at least jump them up a seed where they're in the playoffs still. Uh, the Cowboys would have to win one of those two, and and I'm not sure the way it's looking right now for them, the way Tyler Heineke's uh, Taylor Heineke has been playing, because uh, even though he is still young and makes mistakes here and there, he's able to get out of you know, escape the pocket and things like that when pressure gets on him. Uh, and I don't think he's going to make as many bonehead mistakes as somebody like Taysom Hill would have made. Uh, oh, and definitely he, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's got <laughs> some great weapons out there, too. Unfortunately, he just lost Logan Thomas again. Um, but still, I mean, they've been able to make some things happen. So I think that's an interesting part of this whole piece of this playoff picture, looking at the NFC East, at least with Washington and Philadelphia uh playing better right now mm-hmm. and and Cowboys kind of just what they do I think at the end of the season here they kind of just skate through and I think that's why they end up having that problem when it gets to playoff time because they don't have like what everybody says you need to be playing their best football right now moving through and it seems like the Cowboys start off hot and they get the hype train going and then they kind of the last couple of weeks they kind of skim their way through 
And a lot of times they lose the the NFC East uh, division title and they'll drop and then become a wild card team. Uh, let's see if they have that type of skid here. But right now, I think they need to play a little bit better. There's two things that I'll say about the Cowboys going now that we're at this point of the season in order for them to kind of take hold of this division and, and run with it. They got to do a couple of things. Give the ball to Tony Pollard. It's that simple. I think that too. As Not well. Zeke. Yeah. Zeke it just doesn't have it anymore. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it I don't know if it's a different way that they're running the ball. I don't know what the heck it is, but Tony Pollard fits fits any system and Pollard is the more explosive back right now. So get the ball in his hands on offense and on defense, keep Micah Parsons opposite <laughs> to Marcus Lawrence. That's yeah. it. You, you you keep Micah Parsons at the end. Do not put him at linebacker. He can't cover anyway. Mm. Keep him aggressive on the DN opposite to Marcus Lawrence. Now that they got him back last week and keep that, that pass rush going and, and, and just play off of the rush. If the Cowboys can get back to that, where they were rushing teams to throw the football, to get rid of the football quicker in terms of like, that's what, that's why the opportunistic Trayvon Diggs mm -hmm. would take over and they would just kind of throw the ball up because they in were getting rushed zone, he and he right would just, there. and he would just come over and pick that's what they got to get back mm -hmm. to. Aggressive football mm -hmm. on defense and on offense. Give the ball to Tony Pollard and then distribute the ball to CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. So there you go. Yeah, There's the blueprint, correct. Cowboys, to win. If you don't do what I say, you're going to lose and miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, um, if you look at even the rest of them here, I, I failed even to look at even for Washington again. They've got the Eagles and then the Giants again. So they have all the NFC East, East here. So this NFC East is going to be kind of funny here in these last couple of weeks, right? And the in a couple in those in the couple of those teams like the Giants all playing each other. Giants, Giants are out of it. Yeah, I know, but the Giants could play spoiler. You for know some I mean? of them, they could play like the way the Eagles did last year and, and like foiled foiled everything for them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they could lose on purpose. Yeah, yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you know, like for, if the Cowboys if it comes down to the Cowboys or the Eagles or or, or or Washington football team and New York Giants are playing Washington. Right. I'm starting that new guy that they just picked up or whatever, Lemke or whatever his name is. You know, not even Fromm. Even Jake Fromm, you know, let's throw him out there. Whatever. Let's just keep <laughs> Daniel Jones out, you know, this whole rest of the year. Let's throw Watch. him in there. You know, hilarious. Jake Fromm comes yeah, in yeah, and, yeah. and wins the game. That would be terrible. <laughs> right? But yeah, take that, Eagles. You know, screw uh, you. But Tom Weider, he says <laughs> blasphemy out there. I'm sure, you know, he, he's uh, standing up for the, the Cowboys there. But I don't know. I see this all the time. Tom knows when he watches his team, his favorite team that plays mm -hmm. in that division, the NFC West, he knows those teams. He sees them. He knows his rival. He hates his rival, and he knows why. You, you see these things happen. And, I mean, yes, I don't like the Cowboys and stuff, but I'll give them props when they deserve some props. Uh, and I liked some of the plays that even they made last week, but, again, I'm just watching it, and I'm like, oh, you guys, with what you guys have, I think you could do better than what you're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you could do better, you know, and you just can't. <laughs> you're not doing it. Um so, but after you take a look at those, it drops off again. You're talking 49ers. How about them Niners and, coming and, back and, now? They're yeah, back in there. Yeah, they're back in there after suffering that loss where they should have had that win last week. I was watching that game again. I was, I was you know, watching it because I needed that game to try and get a game back up on you here, mm -hmm. Joe. And I was like, please. I'm like, they got the win. They've got this. I think it was like 17-7 at one point. Dude, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, all right, we got it. And then nothing. Uh, and then after that, again, it's a lot of teams that are sitting here that are right there with five and seven, three teams, five and seven. You've got the Vikings, the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons, which 
Again, I'm not Isn't sure what their identity is even. Falcons, it's like, all right, you got to use Cordero Patterson. When was the last time you heard that name? Like, wait, but rely on Cordero Patterson. Here's the, here's the funny thing about this right now. These Besides the Panthers, because they were, like, hot early on when Sam Darner was, was healthy right. and was a starter. But the all these teams, they're quietly 5-7. and seven. Like, if you if you, if you if you were to guess, you didn't know the record at all, and you were mm-hmm. to guess what the record was, you always think that the Vikings have been losing. You would always think the Falcons are definitely out of it, and they just lost a lot of game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, for 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 that to show up and say, oh, they're 5 and 7, like, wow, they're almost 500? Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like, I, I would have never expected that at this point. You know, I, I would have thought that by now the Falcons would have been out of it, the Panthers yep. would have been out of it, the Vikings would have been out of it. But well, that's just how right tight there. with everything and how bad this division is. I think even not even just uh, this it's conference, just, it's just, so I think it's a lot of injuries too. A lot of, if you look at a lot of these teams that play, injuries, injuries play have a part. plagued a lot of these teams. Injuries but, play uh, a part. For but, sure. But yeah, you didn't, a lot of them too, you don't even know their identity at this point. Like Carolina Panthers, what do they really got going on for them? You know what I mean? Well, they, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the problem. Right? So And, then, it, and it, the funny thing is, is they fired Joe Brady. Yeah. The yeah. offensive coordinator. Like, yeah. oh, it's your fault. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, you, that's where you start listen, dropping the hammer. We don't have a, we don't have a yeah. starting quarterback. We picked up Cam Newton off the off the free agent heap. You couldn't win? Yeah. What's the matter with you? Yeah. You're out of here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lady Bills, Bills is in the house with us tonight. <laughs> Welcome goes. to the show, says, Lady Hi, Bills. guys. Uh, lost to Seattle. See, that's what Tom White is saying. They lost to Seattle, who's just bad. It's like, oh, how could you guys do this? But, yes, I mean. I, I understand too the, the with the injuries that they have um, with um, running back the running back situation with the 49ers, but still I think the way this this uh, offense is designed, I think they could throw uh, uh, anybody kind of back there at this point and, and still get the running game going. It's just yeah, this is why we're having that talk about Jimmy G again. Mm-hmm. You don't have that quarterback that can elevate you when the times are tough and when it's down with even those weapons that they have. Uh, and that's why you are where you are, I think, at this point. And she says, hi, Tom Leiter out there. Uh, Tom Leiter says, defense wins championships. Look at the NFC and the defensive lines. <laughs> there you go. I never do it out there. DJ Horn on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and again, that's what you're, you're seeing, too, with some of these guys. But also, we just talked about the um, – the the Packers who are up there as a two seed in the NFC, but their mm-hmm. defense is not really the best out there. You know they're struggling. I mean I like Darnell Savage out there and and, um, and stuff, but in Rashad Gary I think has played better than what we thought when uh, I think he was going to enter the league. I thought well they moved he was, his there's position gonna be a bit of a bust, but yeah he, they, he got they, they didn't they, did, they had him lose a lot of mm-hmm. weight. They moved him from DN to linebacker, and now they use him as a pass rusher off the edge, which, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to Green Bay. I mean, they thought outside the box with him, and, and, and he's developing into a nice pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, that's where it gets dicey. Like I said, this NFC East is going to be tough to watch here, mm-hmm. and but it's going to be interesting. That's going to be some of these other I, slots. But and, overall, right. I think – the teams, I think you know who the teams are going to be coming out of the NFC. I think the most interesting part is the AFC because that is shuffling week to week and who's up and in there. So that's the interesting spot and who's going to be coming out of there. I like is as much as like you can see more of a uh, a separation, if you will, yep. for NFC. Mm-hmm. It's still close. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a quite a few games left where. One team could go on a losing streak. Another team could mm-hmm. ascend and get 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 on a winning streak, and that completely changes everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the AFC is like is tight as tight could be. You can't even breathe in the AFC. So 
that is going to be interesting all in itself down the stretch to see who finally gets in and who is left out in the cold. Uh, AFC is scary. Lady Bill says Tom Leiter replying, even though he's replying to her, I'm going to say it anyways, because I'm wondering now, too. Uh, he goes, I hope your raffle made a difference. Yes, uh, Lady Bills, how did the raffle go? How did everything go? How how much money did you raise? I mean, uh, and uh, shout for a cause. That's what it was, and she, she runs that. I mean, that uh, – is amazing. I know that happened during the Patriots and Bills game. Unfortunately for her, the Bills end up losing that game. But uh, a great cause that she was backing behind raised a thousand seventy dollars. Absolutely, nice. uh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, we love it when people uh, donate awesome. money for things like that to help each other out. We're all about that and about charities too as well. So keep on uh, working together and helping each other out. Um, uh, sold all of their tickets. There you go. Nice. Uh, how awesome. are things also on the coloring book too? Thing th- I want to find out what's going on with that too as well because I want to help you guys out with that as well. Um, but real quick, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends uh, Colorize here, one of our big sponsors too as well. You notice we've been getting a lot of sponsors this year. I know some of these guys that are uh, been with us for years now. You know, know that we've been hurt, working hard at this for four mm-hmm. years. And some of the new guys out there are like, what the hell's up with all these commercials the Reeds are doing? But it's because, you know, they want to be part of this family too as well. And I love being a part of the Colorize family because I'm a professional pay, uh, painter. I like going to a place that knows what I'm talking about. They don't, not Joe Schmo, like you go to Home Depot and all those guys. Yeah, it's some different guys running the paint shop. They're like, here, I need this color. They're like, yeah, I don't know. I mix this color together. I don't know what I'm doing. Look close. Yeah, okay. All right, Colorize. They got three different locations. One's in Clifton Park, Niskayuna, and then Queensbury. Talk to my man Link up there in Queensbury. He'll get you up and running with your color matches all you want. And also, I went to the one in Niski. You know, that's a great-looking shop, too, there. And I talked to my buddy, Brett. They serve everyone from the paint professional like yourself, like myself here. And then also the do-it-yourselfer out there. You guys are trying to fix some stuff around your house. If you don't know a whole lot, go to them. They know what they're talking about. They're going to hook you up. The right paint, the right color from advice from the right professionals, the local professionals out there taking care of you. It's uh, Colorize. And go to MyColorize.com to learn more about them. So there you go. Uh, Joe, the competition's yes. getting pretty deep pretty quick but you know what before we get to the the picks competition i've got my milk carton missing player of the week and i know you said it you guys could probably guess this I, one i got a thing for quarterbacks but i had to do it it's teddy bridgewater teddy again again he's not expected to do a whole lot here and there ever with with uh quarterback play i know it's only teddy bridgewater but come on dude you had an opportunity to get a win here with these guys, and you go 22 for 40, 257 yards. Sure, you throw a touchdown and then two picks, though, and you guys couldn't muster up anything, a rating of 62.2. Terrible. Terry Bridgewater, you look like ass. And you're my milk carton missing player of the week. Like you said, it could have been Chris Godwin, too. I, I should probably look at the quarterback. I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater had no time. Yeah, that's true, too. The Chiefs' defense was in the backfield most of the game. They mm-hmm. didn't have – they even when they tried to run the ball, there wasn't too much success there. It would be They became one-dimensional. As soon as they got behind, they felt the pressure of, of just becoming one-dimensional and throwing the football, and it didn't work out for Teddy B. Uh, I, I feel bad for him in a sense because, I mean, what did you expect this guy to do? It, Nothing was going right. Nothing at all. For I think the that's why you see even when he, he's talking to Drew Locke on the sidelines too. Yeah. They're looking at each other. Yeah. And they're smiling and they're like, ah, oh, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I see that too, man. I'm glad and it's just you out there, not me. My thing is, where was the Broncos' defense yeah. against the Chiefs? I mean, 
I as, as much as everyone says, oh, the Broncos have one of the best defenses, they're, they're going to be amazing this year. I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. They show, they've shown spurts against weaker opponents, mm-hmm. but they haven't really done anything to clamp down like a Chiefs offense mm-hmm. or or anybody for that anybody else for that matter. So, um, wow, I, I'm just amazed about the overall, you know, the overall the overall uh, play. Tom by says the Broncos. they traded Von, but again, it looked like even they got no better at that point. Afterwards. Von Miller, That's a you, funny thing. Did there. you see Von Miller play for the Rams? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. Where is he? He's not making a dramatic right. impact but, on the Rams right now. But also, yeah, you get your, you know, Jerry Judy's been back. You know what I mean? And you got Cortland Sutton there still. You got, you got, your got Noah Fant. I mean, you could Noah be Fant getting something back, right? Yeah, I mean, even the running back situation is. But decent terrible. Back. I mean, let's just say what it is: terrible blocking up front mm-hmm. for the Broncos, not giving Teddy Bridgewater hardly any mm-hmm. time, and the defense lacking. Mm-hmm. All right, she says um, NFL team copyright is a pain in my tuchus. We're hoping that the coloring book will be out end of end of February. So there you go, a little after the nice, Super Bowl. Cool. So yeah, I'm excited to check it out, and I know what you're talking about. It's tough getting around that red tape and stuff. All right, now let's get to our uh, competition. Here it is, Joe. There is the standings right now. It is still, still close. close. It's close. And it was funny is because I was looking through my book here of last years and stuff, and I already had you by like 20 picks, I think, at this point last year. Uh, I went on a lot of limbs. Story, different story this year. You are on point this year, and it is tough. I, my NFL picks weekly is just stressful. You know, it's just crazy, but it is good. I love this it. Year, I love the competition. I will Joe. say this. I will say this. This year, unlike the last few seasons we've done this, I I like taking like the the long shots. Right. You know what I mean, this year I was like, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative this year and just pick. You know what? Well, some I truly of these have think. been tough, though. Even though, too, because that's what I mean. I mean, what we just saw just like Minnesota lose to uh, the the Lions, Lions and stuff like that. We've seen some crazy upsets hey, too. And I want to know out there: Did anybody pick the Lions to win last week? I'm just curious. Uh, did Did Mike Tackett? I can't remember. I don't. I think know he, did. he had some other picks. By the way, bring up Mike Tackett's here because I don't think I have him in the restream him, box him, all the way him, down. So, uh, play along with us, guys. Pick your picks out there too, as well. This is a lot of fun. Uh, let's have some fun out here. Um, Thursday night's game, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. If uh, Minnesota had Darisol and then even Adam Thielen back in this game, I would maybe go with Minnesota in this one because at home. But I think I might slide towards Pittsburgh on this one. What do you think, Joe? This is a tough one. It is a tough because, <laughs> because I was tell you right I'm now. Like, oh, Minnesota, this seems nice, but I, I mean, don't know. and this is the weird thing is I like Pittsburgh's offense sputters, spits and sputters. Mm-hmm. I, here's the bottom line: Najee Harris, if he's able to run. Then it's going to be a, a, a tough, tough little battle for the Vikings. But if if the Vikings can kind of make them one dimensional and force Big Ben to throw the ball and pin their ears back and get after Big Ben, I feel like Pittsburgh is definitely going to majorly struggle. Also, Pittsburgh's defense is not the healthiest defense. They just got Minka Fitzpatrick back, which is a huge godsend for them on the back end of that secondary. But by no means do I think this is going to be an easy game for either team. Minnesota. I still don't know what to expect from them. You just lost to a, a, a winless team in the Detroit Lions last week. And I don't know to this day what they are. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what their identity well, is. Well, their identity Cousins, is if Dalvin Cook's out there, they're a whole different team. And he's ha- he's Kirk been injured. Cous- well, I'll say this. Alexander Madison lit it up last uh, week. That's true, too. So he had over, he's been a, playing well he had too. over 120 rushing yards last At week, times. had a touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. he did a really good job. So, yeah. You can't even say that. Yeah. Uh, I would just I would say this. 
I, I think Minnesota's defense is kind of up and down. And that's really what, yeah. what why. Kirk Cousins is actually having a pretty decent year this season for Minnesota. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really think it hinges on whether the, the defense for Minnesota wake, wakes up and comes this to life This is how tight this game is. Uh, Tom Leiter says the Vikings. <laughs> and then Lady Bills says Steelers. And then Tom again says they both lose. I like it. <laughs> there you go. Right. They're both losing. Uh, maybe again, go, Pittsburgh have another time. Who are you going it with? can go either way. I'm going to go with Minnesota. At He's going to go with Minnesota. See, I was leaning in Minnesota, but again, I'm looking at that injury list, and I don't know. I might. Mike go Tackett goes with the Steelers. He goes with the Steelers. No, he goes with the Vikings. He said, well, "Lady on, Bills on the here, on here." Mike Tackett's got the Steelers. Oh, Mike Tackett. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Tom Leiter. My, my bad. He goes. He said Steelers, huh? All right, so I might change then because Mike Tackett has been, hasn't been picking very well. So <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, Mike. All right, here we go. Now, Baltimore Ravens and Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is going to be tough to watch, I think, this game. Again, too, because it, it is. The way these teams have been, they've been just offenses have been just spitting and sputtering. Baker Mayfield's playing with bionic limbs. He should just take the rest of the season off, rest up, ice up. Just get the hell out of there, man. But again, Nick Chubb, this has been the body and soul of this team. But then when he's out and he's banged up, they're they're, they're they got a hard time. Um, at this point, I'm saying start Case Keenum. I think they even looked better the last time he started. You know, they looked better than they have the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, Tom Whiter says, I agree with that. see, this is the way it is too. Uh, Paul Matty says Ravens, and then Tom Whiter says Chubb runs away with it. They go, Lady Brill says Browns. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, again, like you said, their defense have been struggling. Um, it seems like, again, they can't get that running game going, and Lamar Jackson is just all, like, drop back and throw it all. So what do you got in this one, Joe? Are you going with the Cleveland Browns or the Baltimore Ravens? The Ravens are a little bit beat up now. I mean, we, we've seen them struggle up to this point, and now they're getting beaten up. They're, they're, they're losing guys. Guys are dropping like flies now on the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no more Marlon Humphrey. Their their number one corner. He's Lady not going to 18th in defense. He's, he's, he's not going to be available. You know. Yeah. Th- yeah this this team is is yeah. is kind of like a wounded duck right now. They're mm-hmm. limping into Cleveland mm-hmm. this week, and I like the odds with Cleveland. Uh, I don't like what Baltimore's got to offer right now, especially with all these injuries. And the Browns, they're not the best on offense with Baker, but they're making it work a- as they go. You know what I mean? Now that they mm-hmm. have Nick Chubb back, Kareem Hunt is back. They're able to get back on track and, and utilize both backs with this offense with Jarvis Landry and, and, and the rest of the gang. Uh, I like the Cleveland Browns defense, too, better. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles Garrett coming off the edge. And one little thing to note is that for the Ravens, the one positive thing is Juwan James, who they got in a trade before the trade deadline, he is due to come off IR right now. So maybe they get some relief in the tackle department. Uh, for the Ravens this week, but I don't think it's going to be enough to make a difference. I got Cleveland. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns as well on this one again, just for the same things that you had said again, overall uh, defense is better. They've had that bye week to rest up, so maybe they come out fresh off the bye with with, with a a better looking uh, offense. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, Tennessee Titans here, Joe. Uh, Titans coming fresh uh, off of a bye too as well. Um, But again, not having some of their key players here in, in this game too. Jacksonville though, still they are facing struggles <laughs> on the weekly. I still think Urban Meyer, he's, I think he's trending towards it's going to be one and done for this guy here. So That's I what think it looks like. coming out of this bye week, it's a great reset again to face a team like this to where again the quarterback, he's a rookie, still going through the learning curves. They're lacking weapons, just not overall good team. So I like the Tennessee Titans in this one. Not a 
really going to waste a whole lot of breath on that one. <laughs> I think everybody else is lighting it up down there too. Tennessee, 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 yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee. So what do you think? Tennessee. And Tennessee. Let's just ding, round ding, it ding, out ding. There. there. you go. He's going to uh, round it out. There you Tennessee go. Tennessee Titans, you know, coming off a of bye week, they're going to be well rested. They're going to be a little bit healthier. They're going to be ready, definitely game plan wise. Uh, so I, I expect the Titans to go in and do what they got to do and get that win against Jacksonville. Watch this be the upset. Watch Jacksonville win. And they're all, we all pick Titans. Like, That's wow, what we said right? last it's week about happens, Detroit. Right? You know, right. we, we said, oh, we were joking around. We're like, oh, watch Detroit beat Minnesota, yeah. and sure enough, it happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a little more believable. But could not believe it. All right, here Still we go. The, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, first week that they, uh, you know, met up and stuff. It was a really decent, close game. It was really hyped up and stuff. Kansas City didn't look like themselves. Now it looks like they're really hitting their stride. Um, uh, and the Vegas Raiders looks like they're just, you know, up and down. At times, they looks like they can, uh, you know, really put on the, the points and play well, but then other times it just there's not, you know, and they just went through, I uh, think, what was it, the uh, NFC teams at the NFC East and lost two out of three. Uh, they they beat the Cowboys, but then they lost to the Giants <laughs> and the Washington football team. Tom Leiter says Raiders, Paul Matty <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Chiefs here at home as well. I think the Raiders, again, are, are struggling. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. In this I don't game. think they're struggling. I think it's their coaching staff. It's that simple. Uh, their, their offensive coordinator is not aggressive enough, not not calling aggressive plays, giving the play, basically just hand the keys over to Derek Carr. Let him, let him run the, the offense because until you do so, and until here's the craziest thing is that Derek Carr, when he throws 300 yards or more passing, they win. They're undefeated this year. Uh, so when he throws under 300 yards, they lose. So what do you do? I don't know. Gee, it's not you know rocket science here. Have Derek Carr throw the ball, open up this offense, and until they do, they're going to continue to struggle. And another thing for the Raiders is that defensively, Gus Bradley's not stepping up to the plate either. He he's just allowing these these soft zone coverages for teams to take take over, and it's absolutely ridiculous. So going into Kansas City, a really hard place to play. And and the, and the Raiders do have been for for several years been struggling to go against Kansas City, um, except for last season. Uh, but I, I got Kansas City at home until the you coaching staff does does something nice. differently. Expect the same. Oh, there you go. And Tom Waiter says Joe picks the Raiders. Shocker. He's yeah. not. He's going nope. with the Chiefs. So you'd be and Tom, surprised how many it, times he you'd picks be surprised how many times I pick against my team. I pick against my team every week. How about that? That's what kind of problem I have. You know what I mean? I just have no confidence at all in them, so I'm just like, lose, lose. They're going to lose. All right, so here we go. The New Orleans Saints and the New York Jets. Yes, New Orleans looked bad with Taysom Hill turning the ball over. What was that three or four times? I can't even remember how many times it happened so often. Uh, and But the Jets, again, you know, couldn't really get it done against the Philadelphia Eagles who had Gardner Minshew. And yes, Gardner Minshew, though, I think is still a pretty good uh, quarterback in this mm -hmm. league uh, despite being a backup at this point. Um just the Jets aren't really a good team, especially defensively, where Robert Sala, being a defensive-minded coach, you would think that he would be able to uh, get this team going in the right uh, direction. But they're still not, uh, still have no identity as well. So I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. They bounce back, and they stay in that playoff hunt, Joe, at 6-7. and seven. Here you go. Jets, Saints, game of the week. Watch out. They got to they gotta move it up to the 8 o'clock game, Joe. Yeah. They got to stop that in. <laughs> But, uh, but oh, oh, Paul Matty with the upset. Here he goes. He, he says, says the Jets, off. Jets going to pull it off. What the fuck? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, if the Jets pull off that upset, that is going to be amazing, too. But really, that's surprising, though, too, sometimes. I'd say because if Taysom Hill really does play that bad. But I don't know. that. I think that, that Saints defense is so much better than the, the Jets defense, though, and I think they're really going to put pressure on that Jets offense because I don't think their offense is very good. So that's uh, a big de- decider for them. Jets are still in the, that rebuild yeah. mode. They still don't have you know they're, they're all their ducks in a row yet. Uh, offensive line still needs to be revamped. They lost Corey Davis for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just there's not enough going on in the, in a positive realm for the Jets. The Saints, they're they they're going to come marching into New York, and I feel like they're going to just like steal this there. win. I like that. Uh, Taysom Hill or not at quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, not. It could be Trevor Simeon. Who knows? Right. I think if they're smart, they go back yeah. to Trevor. Yeah. And still use, yeah, Taysom Hill back and forth, you know, as, as that gadget guy. All right, Lady Bill says Jets, Jets offense ranks higher than the Saints. Yeah, but the well, Jets. At this point. The Jets offense. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say there, too. Tom Weider, that's an X factor that I didn't yes. have last week. Alvin Kamara is going to be able to play this week. So and that, that's and the crazy thing. thing is if they have Trevor Simeon in last week, mm-hmm. they win the game. Yeah, I think so. A- easily he because does, he wouldn't turn the ball mistakes. over. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't make those turnovers. Now yet. you got Alvin Kamara. I mean, there's a lot. Sean Payton's got to get a little bit more creative now. Uh, you yeah. got Taysom Hill. You got Kamara coming back. Come on. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, he was grasping at a lot of straws Not last week. Make... You can see him complain a lot about yeah. like, calls with the referees. You talk about referee <laughs> calls. He just complains a lot. Not, Not, to, not to mention, I mean – the other, the other, the other part of the equation is that the Saints' defense is a pretty good defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, you got that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And here we go. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. Washington at home, they've been playing a lot better. Dallas again, like to me, I've they've got the weapons. They got everything to get it done. Uh, all the telltale signs said that Dallas should uh, take this game, but Washington, the Washington Football Team, is playing hard and it really getting behind this Taylor Heineke thing and building this uh, legend up bigger than it was. Uh, did you go, before we get to this game, did you go back through Mike Tackett's picks? I'm sorry I, about I that. I can't go back that you far. You can't now. go back that far. We can't go back. We can't turn back time. And Mike find Tackett, those. you're going to have to post that again. Damn it. All right, and I'm on YouTube over here. But um, All right, so uh, what do you got in this one then, Joe? The Dallas Cowboys or the Washington football team? I got the Dallas Cowboys in this one. Uh, I think that Washington, they've been able to escape quite a few games and I think that this team, now that Dallas Cowboys are a lot healthier than they were, mm-hmm. uh, they got Demarcus Lawrence back. They got Parsons rushing off the edge. I, I just like that that pass rush to go up against Washington, which, quite honestly, um, they're missing guys too. And, and and now that they don't have Logan Thomas, which was a safety target for t- for Taylor Heineke, I think that's that's going to be a problem for them. I think Dallas is going to key on. Obviously, you're going to have to key on Antonio Gibson and stop the run and make it make them one-dimensional. And in turn, I think Dallas is going to feed off that, and their offense is going to score points, and and they're going to hold them down uh, well. See, Paul Matty, I think he's been picking everything different than what we pick. He's going with Washington football team. Uh, Maybe he's Tom Leiter says Dak completes uh, 20 10-yard passes. He's going with Dallas. Uh, like you were saying earlier, too, as well, you see the difference when you get to Marcus Lawrence in this game. That's the one thing I got to say about that game last week. I mean, the offense, I thought, was just not very good. They could have been better. But that defense um, really put the pressure, and you see the difference with being able to have DeMarcus Lawrence and uh, – and Micah Parsons there too getting played. It was kind of funny when as they, long when, as they keep they, him at the end, right? And when they picked player of the game at the end of the year, they're like, "Oh, Micah Parsons." I'm like, that could have went 
to somebody else even too because right. a lot right. of those other guys, the big men in there making plays. So how about that interception Taysom Hill threw right to the, the defensive lineman there, right to him. Like threw it right at him. He just jumps and just catches it straight up. So I think some of those guys could have been player of the games because I think it was the same player. I can't think of his name right now at this point. But had made a tipped pass as well. There's like two consecutive tipped passes that were made against Taysom Hill. And then the second one turned into a legit interception and it, it was all history. So I think some of those other guys could have been player of the game. But you see the difference of having that guy and Demarcus Lawrence back in on the defense. And, and that was good. And I'm going with Dallas here too as well. Um, all right, Alex, uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, this is another snooze fest for me here. This is freaking terrible. <laughs> it's getting worse. Uh, man, who's going to start a quarterback for Carolina? Are they going to put in um, Cam Newton? Cam Newton again? Jesus yep. Christ. Oh, this is going to be tough. They to said that on. as of Tuesday. That Man, really? Oh, man. I want to you know, say Carolina because I think their defense is better than Atlanta's. But uh, you know what? F it. I might go with the Atlanta Falcons here in this one. I'm Good gonna, choice. I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. Good choice. There you go. What are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? Anybody else out there? I, Help me out. I, I Tom like Leonard. <laughs> Newton is starting. There you go. He's yeah. helping me out. But Paul Matty says the Falcons. All right, I'm changing to the Carolina Panthers here. Because <laughs> he says the Falcons. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, Paul. But Maybe you know, we'll be right here on this one. We're going to go, Tom. They both lose they both on lose. this one. There you I go. Like That's hilarious. I love it. That's awesome. That's great. Tom, Tom's got a unique name for the Falcons. Yes. The Falcons. The Fal oh, that's real. Hey, there's a lady in the room. Okay. She's a big girl. <laughs> she can handle it. I know, it. still. Oh, uh, man. I'm sure she's heard worse. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's going with the Falcons. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here they both can lose. The Maybe thing. they both tie. I, I like the Panthers' defense mm -hmm. a lot, mm -hmm. just like you were saying. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like them better than the Falcons' defense. Mm -hmm. However, what's interesting, <laughs> said, what's interesting is the <laughs> fact that Atlanta's offense is getting better. You know what I mean? Early on yeah. in the season, they were struggling big time. They couldn't get anything working. They couldn't score points. And, and now we're starting to see them kind of come into their own. They're starting to just starting to get an offensive identity right now with Kyle Pitts at tight end, with uh, utilizing Cordero Patterson better than anybody else has ever used them. Mm -hmm. And it's working. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to go Atlanta, too. I, I like that one. Impossible. There you go. Nothing is impossible. Maybe Atlanta can go. I got to change a couple of these picks at one point here to try and get some of these games back on you. But I got a few weeks to go, Joe, and I'm only down by three. So there's still uh, plenty of time. Plenty of time here. If this is close, it's going right up to the Super Bowl, maybe. So this is going to be really exciting. By the and way, if we... you guys didn't know, our competition is this. If you can't see, this is a football-shaped uh, bottle here that we fill up with liquor. Mostly I've been filling it up to here with you with, with, like, yeah, yeah with, with uh, some vodka or whatever, and then yeah. the rest is juice. Uh, and it's a fun time, like right after the Super Bowl. So you guys definitely check out that. Tune episode. in. That's coming up. And our Christmas show is coming up in a few weeks. So check out our Christmas show. That's a lot of fun, too. All right. But here we go. The Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. Man, there's a lot of just crap games this week. <laughs> I guess Man, so. if, do I should I just DVR a lot of these games and just watch the highlights even later or something like that? I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even I wouldn't DVR. DVR it. Yeah, waste up space in my DVR. I mean, I'll just watch Berman in, in the fastest through minutes, two minutes, three minutes, whatever he calls it. Um, Seattle and Houston. Man, I have to go with Seattle still on this one just because they have Russell Wilson and Carolina doesn't. And, you know, even though Tyra Taylor looked good in that one game, and then I was starting to believe in them, and then right. they, they fail again. 
Like, what the hell is that? Just last week, they just fall flat on their ass when you thought that it was a totally winnable game. So the one surprised me, and then the one winnable game, this is when they fall on their face. I just don't get it. I hear you. I hear you. Lady Bill says Seattle. Paul Maddie is Seattle. Yeah. Then the Seattle fan, I think, says Houston plays spoiler. Yeah, Tom Leiter said it. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this for uh, one of the uh, worst run organizations in yeah. Houston Texans, they just cut one of their starting linebackers today. Yeah. Zach Cunningham is no longer a Houston Texan. No longer so gone. they just keep getting rid of their, their personnel. And <laughs> how do you expect to win? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Seattle, too. Despite not having Adams, I'm going Seattle on this one. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. There you go. Yeah, you should give, us, give like. it two hundred dollars, um, Houston. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Uh, a lot of stuff lighting up here. Tom Leiter. Every time I bet against Seattle, they win. So there you go. That's the way I look at it. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, no, that's I get the way, that. That's the way it is for me with the Bengals and the Chargers. Uh, yeah. We were just talking about and right. Minnesota. Yeah. Every time it seems like I pick them, they lose. They go the opposite. And then I'll yeah, pick them lose. to lose, and then they win. It right. just they like to spite me. You should like bet to them. Piss me off. You should bet them. So yeah. like, if you pick them to lose. You should bet them to win. <laughs> well, I should be one of those guys that does, like, the double up. When I go to, like, uh, I don't even know how to bet, really. I'm, I don't gamble that much. But if I go to, like, the casino, if I go to Rivers Casino, maybe I should put money on both somehow. And then somehow I'll still make some money off of the deals somehow. So I know there's no Jamal Adams, and I said I'm writing them off here. But can you get that much worse than Houston, though? I don't know. This will this, We'll see this week, I guess, Tom. You know what I'm saying? If, That's right. Really, we'll, we'll definitely get uh, an It's indicator. getting bad for them, but if they can't be Houston here, though, then it's really, truly bad for you guys. And Russell Wilson, <laughs> I think, is definitely gone then. It's, it's over. All right, here we go. Detroit Lions, fresh off of a win. Uh, and, the, and the Denver Broncos here. Man, it's a great another game. stinker. Shit, man. Better parlay. Yeah, Paul I mean, says. Detroit, they're riding high off their win and stuff, but I don't know. I still like Denver the way they play even at home. I'm not going to do a whole lot of analysis in this one. I like the Denver Broncos in this one. I don't like either team. They both I lose. I know. They, bo they both Thanks lose again. We should just go. Let's start that as a let's, hashtag or something. They both hashtag lose. Hashtag Tom. Both lose. Oh, man. Absolutely. Hashtag both lose Tom. There you go. Uh <laughs> Better parlay, see? And I don't even know what that means, though, Tom. So, see, I don't know what – everybody, I hear that name getting bounced around, parlay. I don't know what that means. So, if you want to fill me in on that, too, and smarten me up and some of that. I know how to bet horses, like horse racing. I'm good at that because I know that type of deal, and I can win in a horse racing. As far as betting teams and parlays and all that junk and going to the casino, I, I don't know what – I don't know what that is. So, here we go. Uh uh, Paul Maddie says, yeah, that's what it is. Paul Maddie uh, says that parlay. So tell me, Paul Maddie, what that means. Um, Lady Bills says Broncos, Broncos, Broncos for everybody down the board. There we go. Joe, what do you got? You got the Broncos, too? I don't like either team. I know. But so what do you when I don't like Rock, either paper, team, scissors. when I don't like either team, I go with the home team. You go with the home so team. I'm going to go Denver. All right. He's going Denver. Go in Denver. We've got everyone the same except for the first game. Detroit right, gets our second win. <laughs> Yeah, right. This like we could talk it into existence here. All right, the Let's New go. York Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers up and down oh, team, boy. but what better of a team to play than the most injury-riddled team in the league? Yes, the New York Giants are number 1 at something in this league, and it is injuries. And they're starting Jake Fromm, who hasn't started an NFL game ever. And if not, if there is somehow a way that Mike Glennon passes the concussion protocol, you get long neck, periscope neck, 
the German giraffe. ostrich. Yeah, yeah, he buried his face into the ground last week. Uh, you get him. Paul and just, it just doesn't look good. Paul just tuned in. He said a parlay is when you bet on more than one thing, thing to, happen to happen as, one, as bet. one bet. Okay. So I can bet like uh, both teams like, yeah. win somehow and stuff like that. So I, I would do that then. I should do that on my Giants all the time then. That, uh, then I would be happy, I think. Um, here we go. We've got uh, – Lady Bills, she says, Chargers, sorry, Jimmy. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. I, like I said, I legit bet against them every every week, and I expect them to lose. But when I watch the game, I'm still rooting for them to win. So it, it's a weird thing. You know, Like I said, it's something I talk to my therapist about a lot on the couch. Uh, Lady Bills says, Jake, Jake, here we go. And Lady Bills says, I'm so mad we got rid of him. You are. I mean, why? You don't like Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky's a decent backup. You know what I mean? At least he had experience as a starter even for a few years. Um, I think that's a solid backup here instead mm-hmm. of trying to keep Jake Fromm back there and not know. And him being stuck. And he even started to get more demoted. He was getting down to third mm-hmm. string quarterback and then actually got pushed back onto the practice squad. That's how the Giants ended up getting here. He just signed him off the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um Restream. Uh, oh, we just congratulations! Joe, we Joe. got a milestone. Wow, everybody. dude, we just got a milestone. I don't even know what to do with this one. I, let's do a string. I don't. I don't. Do. Should we do a cheering crowd? Hold on, we got to do a cheering crowd here. Let's do the the kids. Here we go. Cheering crowd. Let's go. We just we just hit a milestone, everybody. We've received 100 messages today with Restream. You guys did it. That's you the guys, message board right there. there Thanks in to you the guys. Board, Lighting it up. We just hit a milestone in this stream. And speaking of thanks, thanks to all the podcasters out there that are listening to our show right now. Really appreciate you all. If you're new to the show, make sure you hit that follow button on any pod, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Here we are. Lady Bill says, Turbo Ski is a great backup. Uh, (laughs) Turbo Ski. I mean, I know that you're Trubisky, (laughs) but... What what the oh, hell? I like your little play on words. Oh, no, oh, no, it's autocorrect again. Autocorrect. That could be part of the problem. Remember what, what other what other um stream we did, one other like episode like years back? Remember when there was so much of the like, autocorrect kept screwing it up too, so it ended up being a shit ton of like doubled Double um, messages. messages and everything, and we hit like another it wasn't a milestone, but we hit a lot of messages. Tom Leiter says too. we are champions. We are the champions, but uh, we liked Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Jake from, she's 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 got them all, man. She's got them all, uh, man. I, I don't even think I have anything that can be just you know to be like, oh, that's terrible. Those are terrible jokes. All right, Those Giants Chargers. Jokes. Here we go. Uh, I like the Chargers too as well. Let's just move on from that one. Yo, you like the Chargers? Chargers, it is. Chargers, it is. Uh, Bills Mafia in the house. That's right. Here we go. Joe, take it away. How about the San Francisco 49ers? 49ers, no Joe Burrow. Real simple. All right. Well, that ended quickly. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with you as well, too, on that one. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers can try and right the ship. Like I said, it looks like they're going to be without their starting um, running backs. They potentially could. That's like a game-time decision, I think. It's limited practice, but I still think they have the opportunity to win here. Uh, Again, without Joe Burrow, you you got issues there. So I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers as well. Um, but guys, let us know out there. What is, I can't see what Mike Tackett had. We'll have to find out later. Um, Lady Bill says 49ers. 
Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about this game earlier. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get any better for the Buffalo Bills here, Joe. Take it away with this one. I'm going to look at their schedule moving forward. I know it's rough. I yeah. just want to bring it up after, after this one. I mean, so. going now they have to travel to Tampa Bay, play one of the better teams in the NFL, and it just like like Jim said, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned after last week to to see where this Buffalo Bills team is trending now. Uh, doesn't look too well. Tampa Bay is going to be tough because now they got a healthy defense once again. So, with with that being said, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. These Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Lady Bills is posting some kind of puke face, I think that is. I don't know if that's crying or puke face. I can't tell in here, but either way, I think it's bad. Uh, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this one. <laughs> Lady Bills says, I hate this game. Uh, Bucks all day for Paul Matty. There we go. We agree on something here with you guys. Uh, Tom Brady knows the Bills. TB, TB12. Here we go. Let's look at their schedule quick. They've got the Panthers, which isn't bad, but then they've got the Patriots again they have to play, which they didn't look very good. Oh, but you know what? At the end, they've got the Jets and they've got the Falcons. So they could potentially win some of those games, though, too. I mean, I could see them beating the Jets. I could the see Jets. the Bills beating the Jets, and yeah. I, I could see them beating the Falcons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they need to get – she's going Bills. She's staying true. She is a super fan of the Bills. She's got to stay true to them. There she goes. Um, but it is tough. They they need to uh, – even if they suffer a loss here, those next couple of weeks, you've got to handle business with the, the Panthers. you got to take care got, of the Jets. I think they have to win those last those, three. Win those, they yeah. got to beat the Patriots. And they got to beat Jets the Patriots. And, 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 yep. and finish it out strong. Absolutely. That's what you do. you got to finish strong. All right, here we go. We've got the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Um, Again, uh, Justin Fields is back. He's going to be playing yep. in this game, Joe. So yep. that adds a whole nother aspect to this Chicago Bears team. I think they're going to play with fire. I think they're going to try to keep this game close, even though it's going to be in Green Bay. Uh, I think Justin Fields adds that extra oomph for them. Um, but altogether, I think um, Green Bay is just the better team. I mean, let's face it, Chicago, even though it still showed, I think they're still even in the mix somehow of, of some of this uh, in the NFC of being in the, the hunt or on the bubble. Uh, I think that bubble has bursted pretty easy, but let's just see how uh, uh, Justin Fields looks after that rib, rib injury. So uh, I like the Green Bay Packers here at home. Yeah, Packers at home all day long against the Chicago Bears, which are already struggling. Matt Nagy needs to get kicked out of there, needs to be fired. They need a different uh, regime in Chicago to give them a jump start going forward. Until that happens, I don't, I don't really like Chicago in any given week. Uh, but Green Bay, one of the better teams in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is healthy. That He's got his weapons that he likes to throw to in Cobb and Devontae Adams. So Green Bay's defense, maybe they show up in this one. But either way, Green Bay all the way. There we go. Green Bay all the way. We just got another announcement, Joe, that they want us to tweet it out that we've received our oh, 100 fantastic. messages with Restream. All right, we'll have to tweet it. Very all right, prestigious. Uh, Tom Leiter says, yes, the Packers. Paul Matty, if Rodgers plays, Pack win. Um, that's the thing, too. I mean, how is his toe doing, you know? But I think he's still going to play through. He's going to play. Uh, I mean, what else do they have, you know? Um Replying to Lady Bills, there's no crying in football, so there you go. Uh, if he plays, uh, and it's 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 my party, and I'll cry if I want to. There she goes. She's got all kinds of dad jokes out here, Joe. Lady Dad Bills. jokes. Here we go. I've got the perfect thing for you. <laughs> there you go. You get crickets. Go. You get crickets on that one. I'm not laughing at those. <laughs> Here we go. Here's another one for Lady Bills. 
<laughs> Is that Tom Brady again? It was Tom Brady crying about not getting the calls. All right, so we all agree on that one. Let's finally go to Monday Night Football. This is the game. Finally, we get to the game that we want after all these shit games. Like the Tampa Bay and, Bra- and, and uh, Buffalo <laughs> Bills, that could be really good. But we have to wait all the way until Monday to actually watch a good game, I think. And that is the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals, a game that has some, you know, uh, stuff on the line, you know, implications here. It's a divisional game between one another. One will not swap with the other in making first place, but this makes a difference for the Rams. If they can beat the Cardinals on this one, that's another win column against this team in their division, and it bumps them up a seed here. But, again, Arizona coming back fresh and healthy here. The Rams have faltered against some of these teams, these other tougher teams that you think that they can win. I like the Arizona Cardinals here at home, Joe, and I'm sorry, but I think the Rams still, even though I think they're a good team, I think they just don't have enough. Until Sean McVay gets his head out of his ass. Until then. This offense is going to continue to struggle. And I like like this team Mm -hmm. defensively and offensively, but until they get back on track offensively with McVay calling the right plays, I I feel like they're going to continue to struggle. And even if he gets on point this week, this Cardinals team is for real. This defense is very tough, very tenacious, gets after it, creates pressure. Watch out for Chandler Jones in this game. Uh, and the Arizona Cardinals offense is going to take flight for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I got the Cardinals all day long. Well, listen, I've been preaching. We've both been preaching. We've both been saying how how high we've been on the Cardinals before the season even started. I'm going to continue to ride this bandwagon. Cardinals all day long. All right, me uh, too. There you go. Uh, Lady Bill says Rams family. Cards not even close for Tom Leiter. Rams, Lady Bills. There you go. She Rams also said Rams, Rams, Rams for the Rambly. Rambly. Oh, man, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. I don't even know what to do uh, with this anymore. You I think I just Jimmy. need to. Yeah, it's just we need to be done with this. Uh, there you go. It's done. All right. So, uh, again, that's it for our show. Thank you so much for everybody joining yes, us. Yes. Again, if you haven't yet, um, dude, you guys are all members of our group and stuff like that. But tell some more friends about it. Lady Bills, I know a lot of your Bills uh, uh, super fan friends out there have been joining our group too as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know our friend Brandon Matthew has been doing his due diligence too and inviting more people to our family out here. Uh, Tom Leiter as well. We thank you so much for supporting us. Again, we will be nothing without you guys. You, Tom knows we started out as just a podcast on yep. like uh, not even Spotify on like SoundCloud with like a nothing back <laughs> here right. to a, a black car, you know type of black curtain. curtain. So now we have all these graphics and everything else. Now, now we are on Spotify and Apple Play and Google anywhere Play and all this your podcast. stuff. So, so anywhere you get your podcast, check us out there. If you haven't, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, let you know whenever we go live. And seeing you joined our group, go join Tom's group. He's got like 50,000 members, I think, on there. It's huge. It's crazy. You know, NFL news and updates. Everybody's pretty cool out there. Nobody's just, you know, talking trash. It's not one of those smack talk things about a bunch of guys that don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, it's it's legit stuff. You know what I mean? And we're not claiming to be, you know, complete freaking smart people and we know everything. That's the thing. We like you guys. You guys know, give an opinion. We give our opinion. We talk about it. Joe and I, we argued today, but after it's all said and done, we're going to walk away and we're still cool. You know, he has his opinion. I have my opinion. We're always, we're always going to disagree, but it's fun. Paul Matty, great show. Post your show in my group, Football World, 14,000 members. There you go. Yes, a Football World discussion group. 
I love that group too as well, along with John Turner. I don't know if seeing I just said his name, I might get banned from Facebook yeah, or not. No, you're I done. might be on Facebook jail by saying his name. Maybe he was supposed to be an incognito, but John Turner and Paul Matty, your guys' group, we love your group as well too. Support that group too. It's a lot of fun. Uh Jimmy, he thinks you're number one. All right, excellent. Thank you. Yes, Joe does. He does. He does. He loves me. Absolutely. So all right, that's it. That's it for our show tonight. We thank you so much. And, again, the Christmas show is coming up. And the, if you're around the Albany area, I know Lady Bills is. Why don't you go to Hooters this weekend? Christmas party. Go to check out the Christmas party. 5 it's to 7 be p.m. a lot of fun. So, all right, we'll see you guys next time. Go Hawks. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more football on the know with Jim and Joe.